I am kind of like an old lady at heart, so I don't know a lot of like. Thank you. Like Amen. youth slang. Uh huh. And wow. So, you know, <laughs> like, a, you've showed your age with that one line. <laughs> youth I, yeah. slang. I'm literally. I'm. T- I just turned 23. But like, I don't That's know. That's not that bad. About. What are you talking about? No, I'm saying so I'm an young. old soul. Someone okay. came into my chat okay. once and they said, "Hey, like, do you like BBC?" And I was like, "The British Broadcasting Channel. I love it. I've watched a Stop. bunch of shows on that. Stop I that. shit you not. That's I shit you not." <laughs> How are you doing today? How are you doing today, Aya? What you been up to? I'm doing all right. I slept most of the day, but mm-hmm. I'm alive now. <laughs> what time did you wake up? Um, so I woke up at 12, but uh, I was taking Benadryl today, and that like mm-hmm. knocked me on my ass for a couple hours after I woke up. So I like woke up, ate, and then fell back asleep. Mm-hmm. So it's been oh a time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're having a day then. You're yeah, having a day. a little bit. Don't worry. I'll, I'll tell you ahead of time. All right. This this show, the easiest thing in the world. All right. There's no it's literally share as much as you'd like. We're here to talk very casual conversation. But Aya, thank you so much for your time. I usually start off by telling them, you know, telling the streamer uh, how we met. And I think our the way our paths have crossed is a little bit more unique. Um, I, I had seen your stream before I even streamed. I would say roughly around February of this past year. And it was, I remember specifically, it was Payton, not Payton had raided you. And I was like, okay, like, let's see what's going on here. I followed your, oh my goodness. Is that Maui? That's my cat, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh, adorable. But um, yeah, Payton had raided you. I followed for a little bit, uh, or I checked you out for a bit. Realized I didn't follow until the next time, and I had changed my name. Or no, my name was still Moms for Christ. And you called me out on that. You were like, wait, uh, Moms for Christ, are you actual mother? Are you uh, a woman at all? Are you of the Lord? <laughs> and you're like, I'm so sorry, Moms. I had no idea who you were. I had no idea. Like, I thought you were legitimately uh, like a religious mom that came to watch my stream and was ready yep. to judge me. And I felt so bad. I was like, I, I wish I didn't give off that energy. <laughs> But total, I mean, from the religious <laughs> part, maybe, but like a mom, all that jazz, not at all. So I like the fact that we're even able to sit here and talk today. I find that very special. That's how I found you. I've been watching. I lurk a lot. All right. To be fair, I lurk on a lot of channels. Um, and so yours has been one of those that I have checked out. I, I gassed you up on that neon sign. That neon sign is way too sick. All right. My own brother was like, you might want one of those. All right. You can, You might have to. You might have to check that one out, but yeah, no, I I appreciate you. I appreciate your time, um, and you just you know you actually and I I haven't even gotten to the point. You're the one who won the raffle. You won oh, the yeah. <laughs> which was unnecessary at all. <laughs> you you just doubled down the opportunity there. But very excited to be hanging out and talking with you today. Um, let's start from the top. All right, Aya. The same question I've asked every you're, you're number thirty six officially all right so we've been doing this for quite a while but but it's always unique it's always special um the first question being always the same um how long have you had your twitch account in general exactly about how long i've been streaming which is about a little over a year now maybe getting closer to a year and a half did you start synonymously 
Yeah. Yeah. Really? I didn't know I didn't know about Twitch until basically I was kind of told by someone to stream and then I was like, "Oh, okay." So I checked it out and I kind of started, which was super jarring because I had no mm. idea what I was doing or what anything was or what yeah. a mod was and Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of kind of learned it all at once. Interesting. So let's let's, you know, take a step back from there a little bit. So you had a friend that was like, "Aya, you need to consider Twitch." And you had no idea what the platform was at the time. Yeah. So what happened was I it was kind of a weird process of happening. So I decided to I, I got a PS4 cuz I hadn't played games in forever and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to get one. It's on sale." And um then my brother and his girlfriend at the time straight up sat me down like intervention style and they're like, "Hey, we think you should stream." And I was like, what? Like, I had no idea what they were talking about. So to give me an idea of it, they showed me Pokimane, which to me was like to each his own. But like, I can't do that. Like, if I mm. wanted to be a character and do that, OK, that's one thing. But like, I know that that's not sustainable for me. You know, I don't do I'm not like a cutesy personality. So I was like, if that's all that is, like, I can't I can't do that. So uh, <laughs> um, I kind of started looking around at like other female streamers. And then I, I discovered the world of like like titty streaming and again to each his own like i say you do you you're making money that way <laughs> yeah. respect like you know if you're making a, if you can buy a house off that like more power to you sure. but also that's not my thing and so i was getting a little a little intimidated by it but i decided to just kind of like jump in and do it um i didn't even know that like just chatting was a category um so i kind of started i was streaming on my little macbook and it was the crappiest quality you'd ever you could imagine because it was just not i didn't have any i was streaming on wi-fi like i didn't know anything about anything um but i kind of decided like okay like we'll give it a try we'll see and i thought it would be like a i'll do it for two weeks and then and then be done with it kind of thing um but then i kind of found that i really enjoyed it and i really really liked it and i liked the idea of getting to engage with people and talk with people and getting to know people from you know the other side of the country or the other side of the world like I just really started to, hey, oh my God, that's my water. No, sorry. She's trying to steal my water. Uh -huh, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was something that I really, I just, I could pour a lot of time into and not feel like it was, like I was spending that much time doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. So look, even, even, you know, taking it further back from there, like, do you feel, you know, do you feel like, Jumping in to Twitch, you know, without too much research. I mean, I know you mentioned uh, Pokimane and maybe a couple others, but there's a whole culture. And, and this is something I'm still even developing and trying to gain an understanding on. There's a whole culture and the terminology, like you said, do you feel like it's something that you should just jump into and, and get started and learn from the ground running or something of... You know, maybe take a month or a couple weeks and and pop into other streams and kind of take notes and understand what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's definitely it. For one, it kind of depends on the person, but yeah, I think definitely when I first started, I started watching a lot of different streams. Kind of, I just picked them at random because I had mm -hmm. no idea what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, but it kind of that's how I learned a little bit about overlays, like what people typically do for their mm -hmm. overlays, or mm -hmm. you know what they do for kind of like their setup, and like I it gave me a better idea. It helped me kind of acclimate as I was starting. Um, it was definitely, I mean, it's one way to learn things, mm -hmm. but 
it, it's definitely overwhelming because people would come in and say stuff and I'm like, I don't know what that means. What's a kappa? Like, wh what's a pogger? I don't, is that uh -oh. like the ju oh, like passion God. orange guava juice? Like, <laughs> I, I had no idea. And... I am kind of like an old lady at heart, so I don't know a lot of like thank you like Amen. youth slang. Uh huh. And wow. So, you know, <laughs> like, you, you've showed your age with that one line. <laughs> youth I, yeah. slang. I'm literally. I'm. T I just turned twenty three, but like I don't That's know. That's not that. What are you talking about? I know, I'm That's saying so I'm an young. old soul. Okay. Someone came into my chat okay. once and they said, "Hey, like, do you like BBC?" And I was like, "The British Broadcasting Channel. I love it. I've watched a Stop. bunch of shows on that. Stop I that. shit you not. That's I shit funny. you not." <laughs> It wasn't until like a little bit later when I when someone said it again to a tweet and I was like that doesn't mean the same yeah. thing that I thought it did and you then were I looked like, it up on Urban Dictionary and I was Parliament? like Parliament what the fuck yeah the, the, I was like oh well now I know <laughs> what uh, see that's the thing like I I'm I'm fascinated by that Aya like the fact that you jumped into this cold pool and you're just embracing the culture and you're trying to figure out what to do and and how to how to operate is fascinating to me and you've been doing this for for over like a year and a half correct is that what you said yeah just about about a year and a half so you know when when you were given that proposition by your your your, your family hey i you should really consider streaming what was going through your head was was it initially already off the bat like an interest or did it, is it something that needed to be convinced uh to you i mean i was definitely interested in it because i think as a medium of like I'm I've been an actor performer type person since mm. I was pretty young so that kind of appealed to me a little bit um because I had tried to do YouTube years ago like when I started college and I just the thing that was hard for me with that is putting in you have to put in so much time not only to film it but then you've got to edit it you've got to put it together you've got to like there's so many components oh, yeah. to that yeah and I was going into my senior year of college at that point and so I was like, I know I don't have time to try to do YouTube and all that. Like, I have to balance school, rehearsal, like, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so it appealed to me in that, yes, I put, in, I put in work and time outside of stream. Like, I'll spend a lot of time revamping. Like, I'll, like, revamp an overlay. And then, like, just a month later, I hate it again. I'm going to do something new. And, like, like I'm always kind of changing, changing stuff. But I was definitely, I liked the idea also of interacting with people in real time. Um, because I feel like it brings a human aspect to like a performative thing where YouTube, you're talking to your camera, like you're talking to your, your audience, but you're talking to your camera typically when you're recording. And this, like, I'm still technically talking to my camera, but I know I'm yeah. having a conversation with people. Yeah. And I think that's what I, you know, that's what I enjoy is like, it's still kind of a form of human, human interaction. And I'm a pretty introverted person normally. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So this gave me a way to be, like my extroverted self because it was in an area of comfort for me i'm in my own place i'm not surrounded by a bunch of people but yeah. i'm still with a bunch of people so it's kind of like that happy medium so i was definitely the more when i first started looking into it at, at surface level i was interested then i realized how much stuff i'd have to figure out and learn like obs and all that stuff that yeah. terrified me mm -hmm. i had no idea what i was doing didn't know what discord was like Mm -hmm. It was jumping in head first, and I I felt like I was you know the first time I tried to stream on my my laptop it crapped out on me so I the first couple of streams I did were just on my phone yeah so um, <laughs> and I you know it was like one or two people would stop by and I'd be like oh my god there's someone here like I get so excited <laughs> um, and my roommate came by and watched a couple times uh, mm -hmm. and it was just like her and I basically hanging out but <laughs> I I found that there were definitely a lot of friendly people who were willing to help. 
me learn what I was doing and figure yeah. out kind of how to do it. And so that's what became a little bit less intimidating about mm -hmm. it. Is like, I didn't feel like I was kind of alone because it wasn't like I came into it already being a part of communities and knowing people on, on the platform. I knew no one at all. Yeah. So I kind of had to start making friends from scratch, which was also terrifying. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, like I started to meet people and realize, okay, like it's not as intimate. It's still pretty intimidating, but not as sure. intimidating as I thought it would be. Yeah, definitely. With, with regards to like um, your very first stream, you know, of course, you know, we're, we're, we're all anxious. We're excited. This is a whole new experience. I hope it goes well. When you hit that go live button for the first time, Aya, what happened? How did you feel? What was going through your head? How was the stream in general? What did you even do, if you can remember? I mean, my first thought was, did I do it right? Like, <laughs> am I actually streaming? Because yeah. it was on, I think it was on my laptop the first time that I did it, uh, before it kind of crapped out on me. And I was like, I also, I had a thing with that laptop that I hit the enter, if I hit the enter key at any point, it started streaming. So there were a couple streams oh that I started gosh. and didn't realize I had started. Holy cow. Um, yeah, not a good time. <laughs> But I think the first stream, I really just kind of sat there and I was like, okay, I have to be interesting. I have to be like, it was probably like a very over-exaggerated version of myself. Cause it was like, yeah. I have to be interesting. Cause I have to make up for my lack of tits. Like that was my, <laughs> that was what was going through my head. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, you know, like I, I feel like I, I was probably pushing a little bit to, yeah. to be an internet personality. Um, yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, here's I think... the thing. I like you're not the only one. I thought the same thing the moment I went live, too. So it's like it's that we're in the same boat. I had to make up yeah. for my lack of tits. And it's just so so you, you became were you when you say personality, were you more like YouTuber TV? Like, hey, guys, I'm Aya and welcome to my channel. We're like, uh, what do you mean by that personality? I feel like an overly excitable version of myself. I feel like yeah. I probably I also so I've always hated my voice. It's like pretty low for like. A female or whatever and so i feel like it kind of like jumped up so i do a thing where i'm like hi guys it's really nice to meet you i'm really excited <laughs> so I, I talk higher yeah so i'm like am i more feminine now like is this yeah. excited do i sound more <laughs> engaged in the conversation yeah. like yeah. i was way too definitely way too in my head about it um i used to wear like a shit ton of like bad example because i'm wearing makeup today but i used to wear a shit ton of makeup every stream i wouldn't dare to stream without makeup on and now like i'll, I'll show up and be like I just woke up, but yeah. here we are. We're starting, like you know, because <laughs> it's you get. not. Yeah. yeah, I was like, if you don't like it, you're bye. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a lot more. I was definitely a lot more on guard and terrified because I didn't know what to expect, and I got a lot more troll raids back then when I first mm -hmm. started, mm -hmm. and I didn't really have any mods because I didn't know what that was. I oh, didn't know Jesus. anyone or trust anyone. So yeah. it's kind of like, what do I do? How do I get rid of it? Ah, like, yeah. um. But yeah, it. All the first streams were basically me kind of scrambling to figure out what I was doing. Um, I streamed for a long time the first couple times that I streamed. Like, I remember the, one of the first streams. Well, the first stream that I had, it cut out, so I kind of gave up. But then it was, like, the second one I did later that day, because I was so excited by it mm -hmm. that I did two that day. The later one I did was, like, six hours or something. Oh, wow. And I just kept, every time, like, I was about to end at, like, four hours, and three people followed. And I'm like, well, three people followed. I have to keep going. And I just went for another two hours. <laughs> I, don't I was know if that's so a conversion. excited. Yeah. I, like, I, mean, I was just so excited by people engaging and like wanting to mm -hmm. hang out that I was like, oh my God, I can't stop. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. You can't you can't lose the momentum. I think that's what Jerry yeah. Seinfeld said about uh stand up. When when there's a bit that's working, you stay in the bit, you stay in the character, you stay in that moment because you want to squeeze as much of, of it as possible. Yeah. For your when when did that mentality start to change, Aya? When did you start feeling comfortable? When did the consistency or or or, or say even just your your what you are today uh, in terms of streaming and being a streamer, when did that come into volition? That's kind of an interesting question because I've actually been like internally fighting myself because I I've had people be like, "You've changed," and I'm like, "But how?" Because I feel like I've always been kind of consistent. Someone people some people have said I've I've become like like softer, and I'm like, I don't mm. I don't know what that means. Like I'm always you know at the end of the day, I don't want to make people f- feel bad. Like I don't want to be like. I'll dick around, like, don't get okay. me wrong. And my thing, I always started, like, if, if trolls mess with me, I mess with them back. Like, one of my favorite clips that I don't even, I have no recollection of, but I'm just sitting there and I read a comment, someone's like, oh, what's the smallest, like, dick you've ever seen? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't look at many dicks, but probably yours. Like, just, like, being able to, like, oh, throw it back okay. at them. Yeah, yeah. Well, because, like, I'm like, if you come in here with that energy, I'll give it back yeah. to you. And if you can't handle it, then that's on you for coming in with that energy. Is that you true? Know? True, true, true. Um, so... I, it's kind of, I feel like maybe I have softened a little bit if, if mm-hmm. it's because I also, I feel like I also have a closer knit group now. Like I feel like I've solidified a community, you know, and so it's a lot of the same people. And so, you know, we mess with each other, but I'm not going mm-hmm. to, like, I'm not going to be like needlessly mean to them if I, if I don't, you know, like, I, yeah. I don't like to, I don't like to make people feel bad. So yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> um, definitely. But I think. So I started streaming when I was at home over the summer in Texas, where I grew up with my with my parents, and then I went back out to school in California. Mm-hmm. And I think within the couple months that I went back to school, I think that's also when I solidified because I was in my I felt like it was my own space, like I could kind of figure it out. Um, and I feel like personality wise, within the first couple of months, I kind of relaxed into myself and what my version of streaming is, yeah. not trying to be a kind a specific kind of streamer or to try to specifically appeal to people and just Mm -hmm. being like understanding like i'm gonna be myself and people either like that and hang out or they won't yeah Yeah. and what i found is typically the the feedback that i get from people who stick around they're like yeah no i like the vibe of this channel it's like chill or like how we get to hang out like i like that it's not like this Mm -hmm. and so it's just kind of figuring out like where i fit in among all the different kind of streamers yeah Um, definitely because no two are like Mm-hmm. I, I really like, you know, the fact that I think there's there's definitely advantages and disadvantages of, of just going on Twitch and starting off and not really looking around too much because it's the pure in my opinion, it's the purest form. Like you have no bias. You're not looking at the bigger streamers thinking like this is what's working and I want to do this. It's truly you presented uh, at, at its mo- at its core. And then you kind of adjust accordingly, uh, like you said. Yeah. I, I like how you said you're like you're not as or at least some people in your community would say you're not as mean or edgy or any of that. But it's true. Like, you know, there's a when you have a regular and you're able to talk to that regular day in, day out for however long and they understand who you are, they can understand your humor. Then you're allowed that 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 leniency to be edgier. But if you coming in, if someone's coming in all right, and you only have 30 seconds to make an impression and they just hear you popping off. The hell yeah, they're not gonna stick around. They're like, who the hell is this? Why? What is this energy? But I like that. I uh, the um. Here's the thing. All right, I I I will not even lie. I have your stream up right now. Okay, 
and and I, I have some questions. I just have a couple questions uh, uh-huh. for you about your channel points. I noticed you added a lot of new ones, and I love them all. Honestly, I, I, I took a look at them all. A lot of them are, are voice uh, activation ones, which I, I absolutely, I, I can't believe. I, I, I have not seen this before. I'll be honest with you. I've not seen too many people that have the voice uh, activated ones. Uh, if I'm correct when I say, like, it's an avocado, the soiled it ones, the spooked and all that. Correct? That's the, These are all voice panel activated ones? Yeah, so when you redeem it, it'll play like a sound clip on stream. Awesome. But the ones that I'm a little bit more uh, curious about, here's the ones. For example, these are the exercise-themed ones. It says, yeah. for 7,000, you will attempt a handstand. I'm not going to yes. ask you to do that right now. I'm not going to. That's too much work. But has someone uh, redeemed that? And how did that go? Is it, I noticed it says attempt and not actually do one. It's, it's been redeemed a couple of times. So I have like a staircase right over there. Um, and so I kind of just like lean up against it. Sometimes it takes me a couple, a little mm-hmm. bit to get the momentum mm-hmm. to like get up there. Um, but, but it's okay. I haven't like injured myself. Okay. Yet doing it. Not so it's yet. been generally successful. But you never know, guys. Don't stop yeah. cashing in, all right? You never know. <laughs> How about this one? I love this one. This one's got to be. I feel like since they're the same price, more people. If, if I was between the 7,000, I don't know which one I'd choose because this next one's also good. It says, for another 7,000, uh, give Maui a treat. Clearly, is there a cap for that? Like a cap? Um, yeah, it's two, two per stream because wow. I love my cat, but she's a chonky baby, so uh, <laughs> I got to regulate it a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. She's oh. been trained, too, so whenever I come over here and start talking at my computer, like what happened when I first started, when we first started the call, yeah. um, she'll come over and scream at me because she's like, this is when I get treats. So <laughs> I, can't, I can't do Zoom calls now. I'll be yeah. like in the middle of trying to do like a Zoom yeah. interview or, or call or something, and she'll be like <laughs> screaming at me. Um, <laughs> That's so great. I, as a matter of fact, she's just in the background right now. She's oh, just yeah. she's, she's just like, this is not the, not the same show. This is not the same show. <laughs> it's not um, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's one you might have to conf- uh, uh, I, I, you might have to explain this one because I'm not very sure. For twenty five thousand, you will rock a duck hat. It says all it says is duck hat. Wear duck hat for five minutes. What is this duck hat? This duck hat. Um. Oh, you Actually, have it on no, you. Sh- we, we, yeah, it's, I have it. This little thing is like all my stream yeah. props. Oh. I got this from the Japanese dollar store. I, when I went to Japan forever ago, it was at the, the 100 yen store and I yeah. just really liked it. So I got it and I've had it ever since. Oh, oh yeah, they're using the duck emote now. That's so this cool. one was modified. The, the emote that's in chat right now is yeah. modified for Halloween, but everyone voted to keep laser eye duck. I, I like the laser. The regular one. Yeah. So this looks sick. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, the last one I do have questions on. Actually, let's do two. Two more I have questions on. Uh, for 50,000, Aya. For 50,000, it says Aya has to take a compliment. All right. And the description, let's, let's see the description here. It says Aya isn't allowed to dodge your, dodge your compliment awkwardly to the best of her ability. One compliment from the Redeemer. What is going on here? I have 50,000 for nice words. I don't like compliments. Like, I no Boone. You broke the rules. That's why. Okay, sorry. I just That's saw right. Boone That's yelling right. about it. But um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't respond well to positive reinforcement. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> or just general compliments. I don't like nice. I was like raised nice. under the strict reinforcements of if you don't do well, then you just, you know, it's more negative reinforcement than positive reinforcement. So, uh, But what yeah. is it about that, though? What is it I like? Know, so like, I get uncomfortable, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, part of it's also, like, it's light, like past stuff because it... For me, compliments never seem to align with how I see myself. And, like, that's kind of one of the things that makes me uncomfortable about it. Because, like, people will say things and, like, I hear it. Yeah. And then I just feel, it just feels like it's not me or I'm like, oh, you must not really know me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't handle it well. And I don't, I think part of it's also because I've had situations where, like, my younger sister and I would be together and someone would compliment me and not her. And I've just learned to kind of hate it because she'd feel bad about herself. Mm-hmm. And then I'd feel bad because she feels bad yeah and yeah yeah, it's happened with friends where like if i get complimented they don't then my friends will grow to resent me and so it's kind Mm -hmm. of like that's where i the idea i think that's where i just kind of started self-deprecating that's kind of always been my thing and my joke is like i'll hate myself more than anyone else can ever hate me so like bring it on but Um, isn't that isn't that a them problem and not a you problem yeah yeah i don't know i get too i'm too hypersensitive of what Mm. other people think and like especially people who are, I'm closer to, I get really yeah. really hypersensitive to like what do they think about me? Do they dislike me? But that's a whole mm-hmm. high school thing. Oh my goodness! And here we go. We got a raid here for 17 million. I am Hadrell. Am I saying that right? Aya? Hadriel. Hadriel. Oh, I'm so sorry. Absolutely it's okay. butchered. Okay, you call him Hadriel. It makes him mad. It's funny. Oh my gosh, Hadriel. I'm so sorry. Oh, look at this. It's oh wow. He even already knew. His raid message is already phonetic. He knew. He he looked at me. He's like, oh, this guy's going to fucking butcher it. He's going <laughs> to fucking butcher it. Oh, man. How you doing, my man? Thank you so, yeah. oh, so much for the raid, dude. Thanks for joining us. Notice how I just went with dude now. I'm just going <laughs> to. I can't be bothered. I can't afford it. I can't f- afford it. Uh, Hadriel. All right. All right. Thank you so much for the raid. Thanks for joining us here. Uh, for those of you that are new here, I am Moms Online. This is another episode of Inside the Streamer Studio, and today we are joined with Aya Yoshi, just petting up Maui, waiting for a treat. Um, yep. <laughs> and actually, you guys came at just the right time. I have one more question about your channel points, and then we'll we'll get into uh, uh, another part of the segment that I don't know if I uh, you know I, I don't know if we're prepared for it, but we'll see. For two hundred thousand points, Aya. For two hundred thousand points, it says. I will wear a, a wig for a little bit, and it's specifically the purple wig. What is up with that? Give me the lore on that uh, that channel point. I got this purple wig. So in college, I played a demon queen character, and I got to wear a purple yeah. wig, and I was obsessed with it. So I got it, and I love it. I've worn it a couple of times. Um, it's such a high redeem just because my I have really thick hair and a lot of it, so it's just a pain in the ass to put up in a wig. Um, yeah, so Cass actually just commented, it's a demon queen emote that I think mm. that it used to be one of my original mm. emotes, but now it's like a, a bit emote. Um, but yeah, it's probably, I don't know. I've always wanted purple hair, but doing the acting thing, I can't do anything fun or adventurous with my hair because, yeah. you know, I have to be like neutral. So <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. I like that. I like it. So then every now and then that care, has anyone redeemed that 500,000? I don't think anyone has yet. I mean, oh. our current, like, one of the biggest overall, like, overarching sub goals is if we can get 400 subs within the month, mm-hmm. it's a Demon Queen stream. So, Ooh. basically, I'll just dress up as a Demon Queen and be mean to everyone the whole stream. Um, oh, my gosh. So, Guys, what are uh, you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> the last one we had was, 
either going to be a horror stream or an e-girl stream. Mm -hmm. um, and Brandon Gritch had people go into the Twitter poll to uh, just skewer it heavily e-girl. And so I had to do an e-girl stream, which went like very cutesy e-girl vibes, which again, not my vibes. Mm -hmm. And I kept trying to end that stream like every couple. I'd be like, all right, guys, should we call it? Are we done? Should we um, call it, guys? Should we call? <laughs> yeah, because I, I had to take compliments. I had to be cutesy and nice. I had to be like flirty and oh whatever. Oh my and gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, not. It was not my vibe. That's not you. That's not you. I wish I I, no. I did not find that in your vod history there. But I will say this right now as a transition piece. I uh, uh you you did great on the first part. All right, your channel points explain that. That's the layup. All right, that's the that's the softball. Of a, of a question, of a, of a segment. This next segment here, I have three clips from your channel that oh, I no. picked at random. I know. This is every time it's brutal. It's every time. And it's from least embarrassing to most. All right. Okay. So, yes. yeah, we, we'll start off slow. I do have a question, though, with this one. Um, let me switch over to the clip cam here. All right. So right here we have, uh, it is uh, titled Food Challenge oh, Nasty. No. <laughs> and I have no idea. Let's give it a look first, and then I'll have you explain what in the world are you eating, all right? One moment. I'm just, like, already reliving it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what in the world? I, 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 I had it. That was my bad for making a food challenge redeem. What was that? What did you eat? All right. It was like tuna fish from a can mixed with peanut butter. And it just, the texture was creamy, but chunky and, but not chunky in a chunky peanut butter way. Like very salty, just not good. That's the, oh, was, the but was, those two. Peanut butter Just those and two. Tuna. There was once someone made me do half and half ketchup, applesauce, and like mochi ice cream. What are, what are that these? That was bad too. What are these or perverts? Swiss cheese, mustard, and was that also applesauce? I don't know. Something. Yeah. It just people. Yeah. People would come up with the grossest combinations yeah. that they could. And then I was like, I'm done with this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what the hell? Were you the so kid in bad. grade school that was like, I'll give you a quarter if you eat this grass? No, like, no, I was not like that. I think at this point I was just wanted to be like, I want to be interesting and <laughs> at the cost of my taste buds and stomach. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, I, I, I literally I watched this like five times and I could not figure out what yeah. was in that cup. I tried my oh. best. Wait a second. Wait a second, Aya. Is this truly your birthday today? No, it's a it's a channel joke. Oh, every God. day. Fuck every me. day. It's my Fuck birthday. Me. I was going to say. Every, no, 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 no. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've become numb to it. <laughs> I've become so numb. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Wow. Big day, guys. Big birthday for Aya Yoshi. Holy cow. No. All right. Uh, the next one here, Aya, I'd love for you to explain. It just says Maui the DJ. And this one, I'm just, I, there's even a little Easter egg of a topic at the very end. But uh, let's watch it through and through, all right? When I, I I don't know what that was, I don't. Maui, Maui, Maui. I don't know what that was. I need to move your butt. Come here, come here, come here. I'm gonna take a nap here. I'm gonna take a nap here. 
She kept putting her butt on the sound in the soundboard, and I could not. It's real good. I'm not a girl because I'd be doing some BS right now for money. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. There has been there have been times that I have genuinely considered. Oh, no. All right, and we'll stop right there. Uh, <laughs> so, I uh, not only did we get into your topic about, yeah, I'll try not to just leave it on there. Uh, there, we, not only did we just get into the topic of your kitty, very cute kitty, jumping on your sound pad, which is hilarious. That's such a that's, uh, I don't know what it is. It was so candid, so innocent, but so funny. That needs to be more of a thing, I believe, in my opinion. Content-wise, I found that hilarious. And then somehow, because at the end of the clip, I was like, okay, that's a really cute clip. That's hilarious. Then at the, at the this is like one of those uh, fucking like <laughs> series season finales, these cliffhangers that you yeah. gave them. So yeah, you know, I genuinely thought about starting an OnlyFans and just, I couldn't. How, what the heck is this discussion, Aya? What the heck is this oh discussion? Oh my God, I think we were talking about someone... Someone, I, I've heard from multiple people, they're like, oh yeah, no, I've, I know someone who like bought a house from it or like bought a car. And so, especially throughout quarantine and COVID when like yeah. nothing is happening job-wise, like there have been moments where I'm like, I could do that. I think I could do that. And you then just quickly, said you would not be a titty dreamer. And then now I, you're over okay, here being listen, like, maybe, maybe the OnlyFans is the only way. Everybody, everybody has their moments of doubt. <laughs> I doubt myself all the time. But there have been there have been moments where I'm like, in theory, I could do that. And I think it's in part because as a female, I'm envious of the women who have the confidence for it. Okay. Okay. I don't I have the confidence for it. So like it's on one of those of like in theory, I'm like, I wish that I had the ability to do that and be like, yeah, what of it? You know? So I think that was that was that. I think for me it's more of like yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you on the confidence thing. That's such a big, like, that's something that I don't think is rated enough or, or understood enough because more people just focus on the monetary gains rather than the mindset to even be like, all right, I'm going to put myself out there in a very vulnerable way. Um, that being said, it was, it was just a moment of just like, you know what? I could fucking do it. It sounds like it was just a moment of like, you know yeah. what? I've never... It's gone through and been like all right here are pictures like this is what i'm gonna like i started a a patreon and that's more just like it's maui pictures i send out postcards and letters (laughs) and like it's a friendship only friends you know like um but so i did that because like that's something that i'm comfortable with like yeah i'll share Mm. pictures of maui and send postcards and write letters because i love to write letters so like i can do that but Mm -hmm. the other the other side of it is also wanting to go into acting like there's uh, a million ways that that could impact me later and 100%. absolutely just kind of fuck up anything that I want to do. Exactly. Um, so, you know, and then also like, I don't feel comfortable putting myself out there like that. Like, I mm-hmm. just don't like, this is for me and mm-hmm. select few. So, I don't know. I've never heard select few as a usage <laughs> of, a, of a phrase for that one, but original here, we have one more. Aya, ah, yeah. all right, just one more. And this one actually has no sound. Fun fact. So oh. we could oh, talk over yep. this all you want. Guys, this was yep. happened this happened a year ago. All right. This oh, a year ago God. to almost to this day. And and let's just take a look at Aya's Aya's masterpiece here. All right. I'll play it twice, just in case you guys don't don't know. So again, no audios being played. Great. Look at that. Look at that house. Bam. 
What in it the looks world? so good. What is your deal? I will just keep, keep playing that here. What is your problem? I uh, look at that. I, was this? You're telling me this is genuinely you. It this is just. Was, I did. So you see me pull the plate back up because I'm trying to pull the house back onto the table, but the house had already started to fall. So in that process, <laughs> I literally I made it worse. I should have tried to catch it underneath. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, I pulled the plate right out from under it. But look, so. this is what gets me. Your left hand. All right. Look at your left hand. It is pushing it as far off the table as it could have been. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. It was a. I, I think I misjudged the side of the like the size of that side of the table. Yeah. I have no explanation besides general incompetence because like there's no excuse for me having lost that house. Not at all. And it was a um, beautiful house. Yeah, I, I I literally started crying afterwards. It was just one of those days that I just like I have like screenshots where later because I had yeah. to clean all the icing off the floor. I'm just yeah. lying on the floor. <laughs> um, I, yeah, it was I, it was a sad day. I was gonna ask you. So, did you even try to like it hit the floor? Did you try to rebuild it? Did you try? I to... I tried to salvage it. And how'd that go? It didn't. I kind of just fully gave up. I just started, I drew like a sad face on one part. On the other part, I wrote like I-O-Y. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so then so, what are you going to do with all these gumdrops and, and lollipops and all that jazz right there? What, I saved what? them because I got another kit. I got another kit later. And oh, so I, okay. yeah. Was that a success? Yes. Yes, okay, that good. was more of a success. You hear that, guys? There's a happy ending. It. There's a happy ending with that. Ultimately. All right. Yeah, that was that is brutal. I <laughs> that I legit, I watched that over and I was like, this can't be real. Is this how is she? How is she pushing the limits of that that that? Yeah, just home? that that level of general general stupidity. No, so. no, it was it was a classic. But did you? Hey, one last question on before we move on. Did you at least eat it, even though it hit the floor? No, I did not. Okay. Actually, that's this is a force. weird fun fact. My mom kept that, like, because I tried to reassemble it, right? Yeah. And, uh, like, other family members had made some gingerbread houses at Christmas. Mm -hmm. I was home in July for a hot second. All of those houses still exist. Mm -hmm. She hasn't thrown them out yet. I'm gingerbread not, houses. I'm not, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why. That's not... I love my mom. I, love I mean, my it's mom, not like it's going to stale. I mean, it's not going to get, like, moldy. It'll just be really hard, right? I yeah. Think. Maybe bugs. Maybe ants. That's, That's my true. Only thought. That's true all too. The sugar all over. She's just proud of you. She just like she wants to. She wants to gas up your Look work. Look at this mess that my daughter made and tried to fix but didn't. <laughs> Look at my daughter's millions. mediocrity. <laughs> oh, I swear, you remind me. Do you know that MTV television cartoon show from back in the day? Do you know what I'm gonna say, Daria? I get it a lot. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. Really? Dead ass? Like, cause. It's not even just the aesthetic, the look. It's the it's the the humor. That's what you're hitting <laughs> me. With. You're giving me Daria about more upbeat. I'll give you that. I'll give you more yeah, upbeat vibes. A little bit more. I, <laughs> she she really uh, she she changed my future. When I, I watched her back in the day, her and As Told by Ginger were two of the 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 vibey shows that really taught me a lot about life. But it is it, it is the vibe that I get right now. Let me ask you this though. All right, we got over. That's the that's the humanizing stuff. That's the icebreakers. All right, I, that's the stuff to just get people comfortable with what's going on here. Let me ask you a couple introspective questions about your time here on Twitch. All right, um, the first one being. What have you learned about yourself through streaming? I think I learned, well, I learned kind of that I can interact with people better than I thought I could. Like, I thought I had zero capacity to be social and make friends and talk to people, like, at all. 
Yeah. Um, so I learned that I, that I can do that. I learned that I also, my, I started my brand off as I'm going to die alone. I'm have no friends. I like, just cause it's partially jokes, but like, that's kind of always how I felt. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's always a fun time. Uh, <laughs> super fun, uplifting time <laughs> on my channel. Um, but I started to learn, I guess that I can make friends and that I have friends now through, through Twitch and through streaming. Like I'm probably closer with, a lot of my streaming friends than I've ever been with a lot of people that I've seen every day at school and stuff. Um, I also learned that I might be able to do comedy, which I never Yo. thought was a thing for me. Yeah. Um, acting wise, I always just assumed, oh yeah, I'm just dark and brooding and I'm going to do so much drama and we're going to cry every day. And like, that's going to be my life. But I kind of, I realized that like, I've developed improv skills from being on stream because you have to respond in the moment. You have to be ready. Like sometimes my brain shuts down, but sometimes I have a generally good comeback. So like, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I learned that and that's been something that's been really cool and kind of just empowering for me as a person because it's just kind of expanding boundaries a little bit and uh, realizing different areas of comfort and things that I wouldn't have otherwise explored so that's that pretty cool that fascinates me Aya that specifically you're you're colliding in the world of comedy can you tell me a, a little bit more about that what was the moment or what are moments in your your time streaming that you're like oh holy shit maybe maybe I can be or or show a little bit more range instead of just going into that dramatic life but into the world of comedy yeah I don't know if there was a specific moment but there would mm -hmm. just be moments where like I would say something and I was like that was kind of that was kind of good. Like, like I didn't know that I could <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah. Or like something would happen and just like the response that like, it was just an automatic response kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. I didn't have to think about it because when it, my, my issue is whenever I would get a comedy script, I feel so like, oh, I have to do this and it's, like, it has to be funny. Yeah. And so it took me out of thinking that I had to be funny and just kind of like figuring out what my version of it is. Like my sense of humor, my, like the way that I, that I would go about it. And that's mm -hmm. not to say that it's foolproof every time I do have, I make way too many puns. Uh, that may, may be my downfall, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what's going to cancel you. That oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll make a pun and people will be like, nope, get away. Mm. <laughs> it's out. Mm -mm. You're, you're not the flavor <laughs> of the month. It's not. You're yeah. done. Yeah. So I think it's just been kind of developing it over time. And because most of my favorite shows are like the ensemble comedies, like Community and Parks mm -hmm. and Rec and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So kind of realizing like, okay, I could do something more like that. I could... I just have to... I don't know, not think about it as much and just kind of do it. And I think I've, I've learned to feel more comfortable resting in that I can. Like, I know that I can. Yeah. Um, so then it's also a confidence thing. Definitely. Definitely. I, uh, how would you describe your streaming style? I want to say, fuck it, let's go. Yeah. Because <laughs> half the time, sometimes I have a plan. But since we do a lot of just chatting, it's kind of like, I hop in and I see where the conversation goes, like what people are feeling like about talking about mm -hmm. whatever kind of pops up. I'm just kind of, I kind of just go with the flow. Um, typically sometimes we'll do games and that can be a lot of fun too. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just kind of a lot of time, like I said chaotic neutral with, and I, I agree with that. We kind of just, we kind of just do what happens, um, as it happens. I, again, sometimes I'll do like, like a Halloween subathon or like this mm -hmm. Thursday where the stream that I'm doing is literally just to celebrate cowboy. Um, so we have wow. like, he's like the best mod and he won't tell us when his birthday is. So we're just putting it all into one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, we, yeah, it's really just a lot of that. Like normally I kind of hop online with some sort of like pessimistic self-deprecating title and then we just kind of start and we talk. <laughs> yeah. um, and so it just kind of, it depends on the day. You know, sometimes we'll get into really deep topics. We'll talk about anxiety, depression, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. And because yeah. that's something that I, I don't want to shy away from because, you know, 100%. I deal with it and I want to be real with everyone. Uh, but then sometimes it's like really weird, goofy I don't even know. Someone brought up a poop knife once and we talked about a poop knife because I didn't know what that was. So it, it really spans every end of the spectrum. We kind of we're goofy together and silly together, but we also like we'll have real conversations and, and get out into of, stuff like that as well. Out of curiosity, what is a poop knife? What is that? <laughs> Apparently a poop knife is something that you use after you pooped. You cut up your poop in the toilet so it doesn't clog it. Wait, this is just a, do people have this at their home? Like, regular, like. I've never heard <laughs> of it kidding. before. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I cannot say I have either. I yeah. have never so heard of this. That was, that was a learning experience. I was, you felt very <laughs> informed that day. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm humbled. Yeah. That was, uh, Cindy <laughs> said, fuck these guys. That's wild. That, though I, 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 I like that. I, I like how you're saying so chaotic neutral. And as a former D&D &D player myself. I, I kind of I resonate with that answer a little bit more. The when when you go hit the live button, more often than not, are you telling me you improv things? Are you telling me it's more of spur of the moment? We'll figure it out as we go. Typically, yeah. Sometimes mm -hmm. we'll go in with it with a general like, okay, today we're playing this game, or mm -hmm. you know, today we're gonna. I don't know. Like sometimes. It's usually the only kind of plan that I typically go into it with is if it's a special occasion to like stream anniversary, subathon, or like a predetermined day of something, um, like a makeup or, or something like that, um, or if it's a game that, that we've been talking about playing, which mm -hmm. people love the scary games. Um, I do not. <laughs> um, but yeah, typically I just kind of jump into it and I'm like, all right, like we'll see where it goes. Um, mm -hmm. And just kind of, we'll talk about our days, you know, just hearing from everyone, checking in on everyone. Um, that's yeah. nice. That's nice. That's, that's like, see, again, I'm, I'm not like trying to understand the world of, of like, all right, would you say you'd classify yourself as variety streamer, right? In, in that yeah. regard. And, and that always stresses me out. Like I've, I've talked to a lot of variety streamers and maybe that's, that's again, depending on the streamer and the person. For me, it's like, holy cow, how do you guys just go with the flow? How are you guys figuring out what to do? So uh, it's, it sounds like it's a lot of it is community-oriented with yourself just being like, all right, yeah, we could do this. I could do this. <laughs> I, I'm mentally prepared for whatever uh, poop knife discussion will be had this, <laughs> yeah. this evening. I like that. Let's, let, let's, go, uh, let's focus the attention about your community. Or I'm sorry, about you in regards to your community. I, uh, if I asked your community who you are, what do you think they would say to me? It depends on who you ask. Um, I feel like a fair amount of them would say nice things to make me get awkward. Um, I don't know. I think awkward would probably be one of them. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't... Just because I know some people would say nice things. like yeah, What are the nice things you think they'd say? 
I don't know, because then, okay, me saying them makes it sound like I'm just this really cool person. Please. Ever, like, no, like, I feel, it feels so braggy, and I hate it. It's the vanity I, of I, the show. I, <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. She's I, cool sometimes, I guess. Uh -huh. Okay, she's cool sometimes again. Let me read you three, all right? It goes, she's beautiful and validating and a good friend. She's my dad. Uh... <laughs> She's indecisive. Uh, she's a fucking yes. fantastic queen. All right, I, all right, all right. I can see you. Why are you? Why, it, it's, just, it's brutal watching you. And I wanted to do that uh, on purpose. It's brutal watching you squirm to the nice things. I don't know I what just, it is. I don't. I don't know what it is either. It just. It makes me feel so like, ah, uh, like awkward immediately. Eh, yeah. Well, you're you're gonna hate the last part of the show. Then I'll tell you that right now. Oh no. You're gonna hate the last part of the show. Uh, oh, when I no. got to read all the nice stuff. Anywho. Oh, no. Uh, let's, let's flip the question, though, Aya. Let's flip the question <laughs> on them. All right. How would you describe your community to me? If I just walked in and was like, yo, Aya, tell me about, tell me about the characters that are here in your chat, that are here, that, you're, that are fucking with your content. What would you say to me about that? I feel like how it feels to me sometimes is like we're all kind of like, this is going to sound so pretentious and whatever, but, like, just a bunch of, like, like lost souls who kind of found a community with each other. Like, I feel like the vibe that I've gotten from a lot of people is we've always... A lot of us never necessarily feel like we belong to something, and we kind of find a place to belong together. Um, it's also big chaotic. Like, you know, we... <laughs> you never really know what's going to happen. Like, there are some outlying people who pop in... And uh, just, you know, we, the one person in particular, his name's Tyrese, he'll send a lot of just crazy, strange videos to people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I really, I, I, I feel like it's kind of a place where a lot of people who feel like a misfit in some shape or form kind mm -hmm. of come together. Because I know I, I feel that way. And so the fact that I have a group of people to hang out with, like, I don't like to mm -hmm. say, like, stream fans because that feels gross to me especially yeah. kind of because of the kind of community that i have like Agree. it's a friendship it's it's a community that, that we build together and i feel like it's like i don't know like the whole like chosen family kind of thing yeah we kind of we grow close to each other like like i say i'm pretty pretty real with everyone we've got like a mental health channel on my discord too so people can oh, post cool. if they um if they you know if they want to just talk something out but I just always try to be upfront about what's going on. And so we get to know each other in, in like a deeper way, not just surface level, like, hi, I'm a streamer and I'm going to talk at you. But it's like, we're talking with each other. Um, Do you have yeah. any issues with being very candid on camera in terms of sharing things that are affecting your personal life or crying or just showing vulnerability to any extent? No, I, I've cried a couple times on stream now, and once it was because of the gingerbread house, so that was just kind of dumb. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I remember when I found out about the pandemic hitting and having the end of my senior year just taken from me and my best friend and roommate who we lived with, I didn't get the entire, like, last bit of college with her because she went home. Um, and I, I just, I deleted the stream because I did feel a little bit embarrassed about it, like, retroactively. Like, I got retroact retroactively self-conscious about it. But like, I just, I remember that one distinctly. I just, I couldn't. And I just kind of, I just kind of lost it. And it was one of those that I was like, I'm just going to be real with everyone. And like, that's kind of what I do. If I'm dealing with stuff, I, I want to let them know. So I don't, 
I don't really have many issues um, being honest. That's kind of one of my one of my things. Like I want to be real with everyone, and it's not um, for me. It's not about just me performing in front of people. It's about like I want to get to know them, and I want them to get to know me. You know, it's about knowing each other as people. Um, yeah. And I think the you know uh, the things that we are able to say as streamers and all that there are a lot of streamer talking points. You know, you'll hear community a lot. You'll hear, uh, you know, who I am off camera is who I am off camera. But one of the best things is, and what I kind of take solace in the fact is that, oh, is that the people that are watching, they're not stupid. They can, they, they, they know when something's phony and when something's authentic and real. And so I, and, and I think that's a testament to yourself, Aya, that you are able to go on cam and, and do that and, and, and also have a place off stream to, to share your soul and your story. Um, because you're right. I, 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 the more I'm, I'm here on Twitch, the more I, I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying in the sense of it's a lot of lost souls. It's a lot of like misfits. There's a lot of people that, you know, it's still a new platform. And, and you know, to some degree, especially those that are going through the just chatting category, are looking for interaction. They're looking for something to, to engage with. Um, so that's really cool Aya, that, 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 that you're providing that to the most authentic level that you can um, personally. Um, so with that said, Aya, you killed it. That's the first segment. That's the whole thing. The streamer life. You've done it. All right. You've, you've, it's, it's a cakewalk right now. But we're going into the, 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 the mean potatoes of, of why I do this show. Uh, the life story segment. But before that, this is a little social experiment I like to do every now and then. It's also my uh, excuse at using the bathroom. I'm going to leave you with everyone here. All right, Aya? So you can open up the chat if it, if it isn't open already. Conversate for them for about a minute. I'll be right back, and I'll explain to you all why I do this, but I'll be right back. Come here. Let me hold you. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm in charge now. Hello. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching you all. I've been watching the whole time. <laughs> Boone, it's not my birthday. Hey, nerd. Oh my god. Chris, I'm your biggest fan. What a coincidence that I find you here. Maui stream. Engaged. Yeah. That's what this is. That's what this is. It's really just Maui stream now. Ready? <laughs> oh no. She fell on me. It's okay. I was her cushion. She stole my chair, though. Hi, Peyton. How are you? She stole my chair immediately. Yeah. It's okay. I just have to clean my glasses now because they're covered in cat hair. And my camera won't focus. It wants to focus on the neon sign, which, like, I get. It's dope. So happy this... I am, too. I'm super stoked. I've been looking forward to this since I knew it was gonna happen. Um, so now she's in my chair, so I guess I'm sharing my chair for the rest of stream. It's fine. <laughs> we took over the stream. Now I use chair steel, it's super fun, yeah. What's your fun fact, Chris? Also, thank you everyone who came to hang out. I appreciate it. Did you know that Maui is your cat's? I did. 
not know that. I'm surprised, I'm sure. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> one of the reasons I do this, A, of course, to use the bathroom. But B, it's a little social experiment in the sense of like, you know, as a streamer, you have all the controls. You have your OBS, you have, you literally can end stream and it would be done. But I find it fascinating to always leave the guests alone and just have to <laughs> swim and figure it out. Because it's a combination of your community that came by to support you, gas you up, and another random group of people that are watching this <laughs> that I love so much. All right. I love you so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude. Um, but, but, you know. Every now and then you'll see that. As well as I, if you need to go to the restroom or get a drink or anything, just stop me wherever, whatever place I'm at and, and go help yourself. Like there's no, okay. yeah, there's no formality or not too much formality in that. But I, we've gone to the segment of life stories. And um, this is where we lean into who you are beyond Twitch. Uh, before you even got here, uh, while you're on here and, and everything's off and where your, your heart is going towards the future. So, uh, with that being said, let's start from the very top, and, and it's regarding your family and upbringing. Without doxing yourself, Aya, uh, where were you born and raised? Um, I was born in Newport, California, Newport Beach, California area, nice. but I was raised in Dallas, Texas. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, a little bit of a leap. I didn't really, I was pretty young when we lived in California, so I don't really remember it. Um, mm -hmm. But I was raised raised in, in Dallas, Texas. Awesome. So with your family or the family dynamics, uh, how many siblings have you had, if you have any? Um, so I have one older brother and a younger sister. So I'm oh. the, the middle child. Whoa, okay. Not too many middle children here on the show. I've known a majority, a vast majority are the youngest, which okay. makes a lot of sense because we crave attention. I was going to say, the middle child, middle, middle children do as well. Really? Can you tell yeah, me more well, about middle children? I have no idea about that. It's the whole thing where, like, as an oldest child, you get all the freedom. You also are kind of like the guinea pig child. Um, sure. So you kind of go through all those tests. And then, for, at least for me, the youngest child is the one that was babied and, and adored and cherished. And I just kind of was like, I had all the responsibility of being older than yeah. the youngest child, but mm -hmm. none of the freedom of being the oldest. So I just mm -hmm. kind of was there, like... I'm on stage, pay attention to me, which is why I do acting now. So, <laughs> Tell me about your um, relationship with your, uh, your, your siblings. How, how old is the, what, what's the age difference between um, uh, the oldest, about, youngest, and yourself? About two and a half years between each. Um, Whoa. My parents kind of spaced it out. That's nice, um, yeah. Yeah, so my brother's, I think, 25 now. Yeah, he's about 25 now, and my sister is 20. Wow, awesome. Are you close with both of them? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close with both of them. Um, like, we've kind of had ups and downs. I wasn't really close with my brother. Like, when we were younger, we were really close. Um, and then when he was middle school, high school, he, you know, he went through some stuff, and he was being yeah. angsty, too. So I didn't really talk to him very much. And then I was in high school, and he was in college. But we had one year of overlap mm. um, where I was a freshman, and he was a senior in college. And we went mm. to the same, the same school. And he was so, so amazing because I was so terrified about everything. And he was such a great older brother. Like, he, you know, would help me out. He would just kind of, like, be there. He'd hang out. He'd hang out with me and just be like, oh, come hang out with my friends and I. And oh, man. I'd go hang out. So uh, yeah. I talk to him more so now. Um, and we definitely have gotten, gotten closer. Mm -hmm. And then my sister, um, we were really close in middle school and then towards the end of high school. When we were both in high school for a little bit, there was a little bit of a weird kind of 
thing because she was like a cool kid and I wasn't. Whoa, how did that work out? The older one not being the cool kid? I've never heard of this one before. She was like a cheerleader. It was her friend. Her friend group was like the group that hung out with like the older kids that were cool. And like, I kind of just did my own thing. I was, she was a cheerleader. I was on like the dance team, which at like drill, like drill team, dance team, which is yeah. not cool at all at my school. Really? Huh. Um, not, no. It, we were also, it was a small private school. So like, it was just whoever could be on it. So most people didn't have any actual dance experience. It, it was, <laughs> it yeah, was, yeah. I, got I was the you. only one who had ever danced really. Like uh, I used to dance when I was younger for a long time. And uh-huh. So it was kind of, it was cringy, but like the girls were nice and we had like a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my friend group, we were kind of like a, like a, we weren't like nerds, but we weren't like cool. We just kind of were there, yeah. you know, and existed. So she was cool. I wasn't really. So we kind of had a weird, was know, there Was um, there ever a moment where she kind of big dogged you in high school? No, being she in that? claims she wasn't. She's like, I'm not popular. What are you talking about? But like all her friend group was yeah. like that group. Yeah. So she just like, she didn't want the label of it, but she was a part of it. Mm-hmm. But also with that being said, she went through a lot of shit because of it. Because there was a bunch yeah. of like unnecessary drama and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, but damn, damn. In the household, Aya, uh, you know, I don't like to use this definitive statement, but let, let's try to work around it. In the household, in your family household, what was kind of your role? What did you play into the family dynamic? Who was Aya there? Um, kind of a peacekeeper for one. I, I'm always the person that's like, guys. Stop fighting. I don't mm-hmm. like conflict. Like, I hate conflict so mm. much. So whenever people would fight, it makes me anxious. Like, I just don't... Even if it's, like, you know, my mom and dad say, like, couples argue. It's normal. But I'm yeah. always like, no, like, stop fighting. Like, um, so that was kind of one of them. Um, it just... It definitely just kind of depends on the situation. And when I got to a certain age, I kind of kept to myself. Like, mm-hmm. there was a whole, like... My family as a whole, we've been through just kind of like a lot. Um, so there was a period of time that I just kind of like hid out in my room and like I just did my own thing and I just kind of kept to myself, spent time with my cat, um, did homework, did, you know, like I just kind of did my own, my own thing. At a certain point, I think all of us kind of did our own thing, but mm-hmm. that was a whole other, a whole other situation um, family wise. Sure. And, you know, let, let me pay a little bit more attention with, with the mom and dad. Like, tell me about your parents. Tell me about your relationship with them. Yeah. Um, so um, my mom is, just as a, people usually ask, but mm-hmm. my mom's Japanese. My dad's white. So I'm, I'm half and half, um, like an even split down the middle, usually, because people are like, what are you? And I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? And it's a whole um thing so my mom's like a cute little five foot tall um japanese woman she's she's teeny my dad's like six one so just like the height difference is is hilarious um my one of my dad's favorite things he's like when she gets really mad and worked up i just kind of hug her real tight and then she can't really do much and that's hilarious i was like it's it's kind of cute that's so good (laughs) um yeah but yeah so my mom she works in business she's an absolute badass like i she was honored at like a banquet for like top 30 women in business um, oh yeah one year um and she's she's worked she's worked her ass off like she uh was born to her parents um one my grandma was from japan my grandpa grew up in hawaii but she was raised out there um you know very very humble beginning so my mom like worked 
so hard through college and through everything to get to where she is. And she's a big source of inspiration for me because she has absolutely, you know, earned her place in, in business and, and really, really solidified herself there. Um, mm. mm-hmm. And so I have a lot of respect for her. Um, my dad, he is super goofy, big family in Wisconsin. Um, absolute goofball. Um, yeah, they're both like, I love both my parents. Like, and I've kind of like alluded to that, like I've had some, some issues. So my mom used to work at a job that was international travel. Um, so she'd be gone for two to three weeks at a time. And it was, I think I was in middle school at the time. That was probably one of like the hardest times for the family as a whole. Cause my mom was gone so much. Yeah. Um, and, uh, my brother was going through a lot of like depression and dealing with bullying. And she, I think my mom missed my sister's birthday two years in a row. Um, but it was also cause my mom's boss didn't care about that. Like he's the kind of, he sent his like kids off to boarding school. So when she would be like, Hey, but like, it's my kid's birthday. And like, he wouldn't care. Um, and so that was kind of hard. Cause then also my dad had a hard time with her being gone, you know, cause like imagine like your significant other is just gone two weeks out of the month, almost every month, mm-hmm. you know, like you barely get to see them. Um, and so that was definitely a hard time for the family. I had at that point, my mom and I had just a terrible relationship, um, just a really, really bad relationship for a yeah. while. Um, and then in high school, I started dealing with like a lot of like bullying and girl, girls being mean. Yeah. Um, and so then I started having like a lot of anxiety, and depression, and my mom didn't handle it very well. Like her way of her way of dealing with it with me was saying that I was hurting the family, Mm. which, you know, when you're already dealing with like a lot of bad feelings, um, not, not great, (laughs) not great to hear. Um, but we actually went to family therapy. Uh, My brother wasn't there because he was in college. It ended up being one of the best things for us because we all, we were able to work through a lot of stuff, but there were some bad moments Mm -hmm. because you have to bring up a lot of the bad stuff in order to, get past it Mm -hmm. so there were certain days where no one would talk afterwards it was the worst most tense feeling and the house was super tense Mm -hmm. um but it ended up being really good because now a lot like we're a lot closer generally overall than we were so we're in a better place now i mean i haven't really talked to my family as much lately just because quarantine and covid and everything but but yeah was it a strict so was, was it a strict household uh, growing up? I mean, you mentioned well, way back even before we started the show, you had you had poked a joke at like I'm not used to the kind words. I'm not used to the affirmation that you have to either get really good at something and and you know, then you'll be you'll, you'll be affirmed. Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Um so I definitely was the like I joke about like oh, I'm an actor because I want attention because I was denied it as a child. Yeah. Um like my parents my parents loved my brother, sister and I. Like and there's no doubt about it. Like they're, you know, very very kind. Um and my mom was more so this way because her mom was that way and I've seen it more as I got older, but it's very much so you get A's. You do really well. You excel at what you do. You work really hard. Yeah. And of so course. Yeah. I've internalized that. And so everything that I do is like, if it's not perfect, it's not good enough. Like I would get like a high A on a test or no, if I got like a high A, yeah. If I got a high A, it should be like, all right, next time go for a hundred. Like it, it wasn't yeah. like it was good. There was, it felt like it was never quite good enough. Mm. And I felt like I had to be someone that my mom could brag about. Like that's how oh I felt, my God. you know, like, oh my and, God. and I don't even yeah. know how it happened, no. but it's, and I think it's a lot of, I have a lot more 
empathy and sympathy for my mom as I've gotten older to see, as I see how her mom, her mom was infinitely harder. My grandma was an absolutely amazing, super kind woman, but the same kind of culture of like, I remember one day I was at her house putting on makeup and she's like, oh, you should teach your mom how to do that so she can look pretty. Jesus. Or would see a picture <laughs> oh my of my God. mom and just tell my mom that she looks fat. Like, just like, she just didn't sugarcoat it at all. Yeah, that's brutal. So through that, I've come to understand where my mom's coming from and it's because she cares. And like, I obviously there's, there's a, there's a balance, but it's because I know that she cares about me and wants me to have as best a future as I possibly can. Yeah. That being said, it was definitely a lot of pressure because it was always like, all right, you're planning for the next thing. So at the end of, you know, when I started middle school, I'm preparing for high school and high school I'm preparing for college. Like I always have to be thinking next step ahead. I've got to do a million extracurriculars. I've got to do all of this and balance it really well. And, you know, always like I, the way that I would preface how, like, I guess, how I felt about impressing my mom is like when I was a kid, I would brush my teeth. Like I'd work really hard to brush my teeth and then always show my mom so that she would tell me that I did a good job. Like I, I needed that external affirmation, which is maybe why I hate it now or because I feel uncomfortable now because it was something that I always like craved as a kid. And so like it, there's a, a, especially when I feel like I haven't done anything, I feel like I didn't do anything to deserve it. So it's not like, valid i don't know i'm very overly introspective no i think that's spot i think a lot of what you said i've actually really resonated with i myself am filipino i'm full filipino and and so you know when you're telling me about the household of like it's not that they're gonna lambast you if you don't get well they will if you don't get a's but they will hit you with the like you get an a minus or a b plus heaven forbid and you're gonna be like well now next time you go for a like you should be you, you should be doing this why aren't you doing this and I think that's the way you approach it and the way I approach it are very two different approaches. You took it as a challenge and, and you took it and you, you've applied yourself. For me, it ruined me. It deteriorated uh, my relationship. It's created, I would say, insecurities as well as just uh, misplaced, uh, I don't want to say hate, but misplaced negative feelings and thoughts towards my parents. And there, And again, as we grow older, we realize, oh, okay, we totally, I totally misinterpreted this. Um, at the same time, it's hard to fix old wounds so quickly, even with the new understanding and that, that uh, model. Let me ask you this. I, you, know, you, you mentioned it being cultural, and I agree with you. I agree with you. you know, my grandma was tough on my mom, and, and it made her who she is today, the, the great woman that she is. With that being said, is it, you know, I, I know that we want to be proud of our culture especially here in the States, especially in the United States where everything's going fucking wild. I'm still very proud of my culture. I can poke fun at it, but I'm still very proud. But at what point will we have to say to ourselves that, you know, that, that phrase that you used, Aya, where it's like, oh, that's just the way it was back then, or that's the way my mom was taught when she was younger back at wherever she was at. When are we going to tell ourselves, you know what, well, you know, we're here in the States and the, this generation, this time is different. Do those same things apply? Do those, some of them do, but do those things that, that especially hurt us or, or have made us, you know, struggle as when we were younger, do those same traditions apply to where we are now? Yeah, I think it's about taking the, the 
the parts of it that help you mm-hmm. and utilizing them moving forward. Because I think that culture evolves over time regardless of, yes. you know, anything. And I think one of the things that to me has always been so important because I am biracial. So I grew up in a, kind of a mix of two different cultures, um, which is a whole other beast of like, I never feel Asian enough. Um, yeah. I'll also oh. never be white. So I just kind of fall in that weird mix. It's it's a weird kind of place to fall, but I always feel like, you know, you balance and you adapt and you kind of figure out what works for you individually. And like, you can honor, like, I'll always honor, like there are traditions that I can honor, you know, like, and recipes and foods and, mm-hmm. and things that mm-hmm. I can honor from that side of things. But then also taking, you know, my dad's always been a lot more of a lighthearted, funny guy, you know, like he wasn't quite as hard. My mom was the one who was very hard on us about that kind of stuff. And my dad cared too. He was just a little bit goofier. Um, That being said, like both of them kind of would sometimes go to the extreme on either side. And so I think me growing up into being an adult, I would kind of take the parts from both of them that I felt were helpful to me and kind of moving forward with that. So I think that, yeah, there's definitely a place to discipline. And if, if, I always, I'm not really too keen. I'm 23, so it doesn't matter. But like, not too keen on the idea of having a kid. Doesn't seem like mm-hmm. something I want to do because it seems terrifying and like a lot of responsibility. In general, in general, in general. Or, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of terrified that my kid would end up to be a sociopath, serial killer, or something, or I'd mess up just <laughs> monumentally. Yeah, um, yeah. I've listened to too many podcasts and <laughs> about serial killers. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's like if in a theor- in a theoretical world that I did, I would work really hard to balance because the way that I've heard my parents talk about it is they kind of have tried to take the best things that they could from their parents. And of course no one's perfect. So there's going to be things that kind of either from conditioning what you are used to, how you were raised will kind of come through or your, your traits that are maybe not as good will come through. Completely. But all you can do is try to channel the best from the people or, or from yourself. And, and for me, like, yeah, I think the drive and determination, like my mom instilled in me a passion, you know, to like do, to make sure that I'm putting in the work and do the best that I can, because, you know, it's one of those talent will only get you so far. You do have to put in work. That is part of it. But then also not, not instilling that that's the only thing that matters, making sure that there's a space for interpersonal relationships. And like in a world in which I were to have a kid, I'd want them to feel comfortable talking to me about their emotions, about, you know, my mom was raised in a household that was very cold. You don't talk about your feelings, really. You don't. That's not really a part of the relationship yep. with your parents. And, like, yep. that's something that I'd want. That's something that I think is important that, that is important for someone's growth and as they, as they get older. And, like, my dad, like, yeah, I'd love to take... You don't take things too seriously. You joke around. You have fun. But then there are certain other things that, like... I don't know. Sometimes he pokes too much fun at my, like my sister and my mom. And it's frustrating for them to like, feel like they're being not necessarily made fun of, but like, you know, at the expense of every joke. Yeah. So it's kind of like you take those things and you try to funnel out what you've seen doesn't work or what, you know, you disagree with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of how, I mean, that's how I approach it. Like I'm very big on balance, I guess. Like that's kind of always how I've been. I'm very, Man. very middle ground, ironic. I'm a middle child, but like, like biracial bipartisan and just straight up bi so like i just kind of fall in the middle of everything so i'm like balance is essential to life and so you can't have too much one way or too much the other way and i don't know that's kind of my life philosophy is like of course there are some things that you just don't like you're not gonna have 
like a give and take with like I'm not gonna have a give and take with racism. I'm not gonna be like yeah. it's okay in this situation. Like no, yeah, it's not no. okay. Yeah. You know. But for the most part in life, you have to have. And the same goes with like discussion. If you're having a discussion with someone you disagree with, you have to go in with the mindset that you might be like you have to be receptive to what they're saying. You can't just wait for your next opportunity to tell them that they're wrong. So totally. it's interesting. That was a well, whole tangent. <laughs> I, I love that. There's so much. Okay, I, I'm realizing. I'm start. I'm seeing a lot of the old soul in you right now, just through that one, uh, whatever dialogue you just had there. But there's a couple things that that really I, I, I truly do love. I love the fact that you said discussion. All right. But the thing is, majority of people, especially online, on Twitter, on whatever, it's a debate. It is a two parties that are fighting tooth and nail and just getting more entrenched in what they already believe and hating more of the opposition. Um, in terms of your, your, your cultural background and specifically with your ma saying that she doesn't share anything about, you know, back when she was, you know, uh, with her family, she's not, not, not sharing anything in the household with her ma or, or any of that. It's amazing. Like, it's very, I, I did not realize how rough mental health discussions were in Asian culture in general. I mean, there are, there are people, I, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say some of the stuff that have occurred, but it is insane how much people will shut their mouths and reach a limit, a point of no return, and never return again because of it. Uh, whether that be a pride or not being taught to share that. Um, and that's one of the reasons why it's like, yeah, okay. You know, there's a, there's a shit ton of crazy things that are happening here in the States, but I am glad that this discussion is being, you know, a little bit more, has a, a little bit more of a spotlight. I actually, random question. This doesn't have too much to do with the, the segment of family. Uh, but actually it might, would you ever consider like adopting a kid instead of having your own? Potentially for me, the idea is. I feel inadequate to raise a human. Like oh. the, the idea, it's the responsibility to raise some, I don't trust myself not to fuck it up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm just so afraid that, like, I think part of it stems from, like, I dealt with a lot of, a lot of depression in high school and continuing through college. And I don't want to... I don't want to have like a human that I'm responsible for go through that and know that there might be not a ton that I can do to stop it. Or the idea of feeling so helpless, like my mom has said this to me and I never really understood it. Um, but like when, when her, like when we're going through something, her kids are going through something like this painful, like friendship issues or a breakup or whatever. She's like, I just wish that I could take this pain away from you. But mm -hmm. she knows that you have to, you have to go through it. That's part of life. Mm -hmm. I'm a, big empath like I feel things for other people and so to have someone who either I adopted as my own or like I had as my own to feel all of those things that they're feeling would be so I mean obviously there are good things about having a child and like a lot of really cool things about it but I would also be I'm an anxious person for myself I would bubble wrap my I would bubble wrap any kid that I was responsible for because I would be so <laughs> afraid that something would happen to them like yeah. I you know like my mom would always say like having have a parent having a kid die before they do is like one of the worst things that you could happen. 100%. Like could happen, and I like I understand that in theory, but like the more that I think about it, like it's it, like something that you're responsible for. Like that would I I don't think I would ever be able to recover from that. And so it's no. mostly for me a fear of not being able to do it right, of doing something so wrong that I lose them, or you know they grow to hate me. It's, it's all of my I think it's all of my general feelings of inadequacy to provide 
a good care, a good upbringing. Mm -hmm. It's it's my my fear that I'd just be a terrible mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess. Fair. No, that and and that's totally. This is much more of a responsible discussion than I've heard most when they're saying, "Yeah, I'm, I got baby fever. Let's do this. Let's you know." Full send this, and they don't realize, oh, shit, there's a lot about being parents. And right as we get on the topic of parents here, I, uh, <laughs> oh, it's Parker. Oh, it's Parker with the $26 million raid over here. Parker, how you doing? Hello, Gramps. You see this shit? I, uh, this is what I mean about making a boomer coalition. All right? I can't have, look at it, look at these. They just get their rocks off. This is all the youngins. Oh, welcome. I thought this was a stream, not a daycare. What the fuck, Parker? Why are you... <laughs> See? Oh, oh, oh. See, I, by the way, I, I, the whole reason I'm wearing this outfit, I usually am not this fresh. I saw Owis Parker wearing a jean jacket and a black hoodie. I said, I can rock it better, all right? Look at this. I'm even wearing a Travis Scott hoodie for these kids. I knew. I, I, could, I could feel it. I could feel the tension here. Thank you so much for joining us here. Thanks so much for the follow, Doc, Dark uh, Jumper. But allow me to, to bring things back into perspective, guys. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Streamer Studio. I am your host, Moms Online. And today, today, we are talking to the lovely Aya Yoshi here. Um, thank you so much for the, the raid, Parker. I appreciate you. I'll call you in a bit. All right, I'll call you after this. Anywho, but Aya, we were, we were just getting on the, the topic or wrapping up the topic of family. Uh, so we're still at the top of the life story segment. So there's still a lot to be had here. Um, we actually we were we, we kind of diverged from talking about your family to starting like a family and having your own family and this and that and the fear of that I, I agree with you I think that's what I meant by this is the most responsible discussion because I think more often than not that we fall into this trap of like all right what am I supposed to do when I'm mid twenties or whatever all right I should probably get married I should probably have a kid uh probably buy a house I should have a job by then that I love that I should be making my world's uh, my world's income but that just isn't the case. Um, it's, it's, I think we were told this story that we were never tired about the journey of it or to think very introspectively as you, you've just eloquently did for, for five minutes, just <laughs> laying down the hammer about, about, um, loved ones and, and starting your own family and all that. And I love that a ton, but let's, let's transition a little bit. All right. We, we talked a little bit about family. Let's transition about who you were in, in high school and college. All right. So I, uh, you know, back in high school, uh, you know the stereotypes. What, what, where did you fall under? I guess in technicality, it would be like a theater kid. Um, my school, it was so small that everyone did a little bit of everything. Yeah. So you couldn't fully just sit in one stereotype, but there were definitely like the cool kids and, and whatever. Um, but theater was kind of my safe place i guess that's where i did that's where i kind of had the most fun mm -hmm. um so in technicality i guess a theater kid but i you know like i said i did dance team i did track one year because i could they just wanted me to do high jump because i could hurdle my body through space and time since i used to dance um i did that for a year but i hated running so <laughs> i stopped it afterwards um yeah i mean that was probably most of it for me i did they had like a glee club at one point i did for a little bit like a culture club they did mm -hmm. like i tried to join a bunch of extracurriculars and, and stuff um, you were you were about it then you were really part of the, you you had your finger on the pulse of of co-curricular activities at the school yeah that was part of my part of the trying to do as much as i could for for a good application resume for, oh my god for, for oh my yeah. god uh, were you were you asb hmm? 
Were you in ASB at all, student council? Oh, I, I did try to do that, but it, mm-hmm. student council ended up being a popularity contest. Of course. Yeah. And I oh. was not. So, so. We leave it, we'll leave it to your sister. You're right. We got to yeah. leave it to your sister. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. You, you did a lot of the uh, co-curriculars there. What are some productions that people would know? I, I'm talking more of the, 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 the titles or w- were you part of any musicals in high school? How many productions in total as well? Um, so I did every, like every production through high school that I could have done. They started with Legally Blonde. Um, and I was a freshman then. So like, I was like one of the only freshmen that got a role with like a name. It was literally had like one, like one little line and then it was a little bit mm-hmm. slightly more special. Um, Ooh. but that's just because I did drama all through middle school too. So okay. they like knew that I was, I would put in the work, but the character was her name was Leilani and they're like it's because you're Hawaiian but I'm not Hawaiian everyone said I was Hawaiian yeah. my mom grew up in Hawaii I am not Hawaiian mm-hmm. um and then sophomore year we did high school musical whoa which got, one, yeah, one two or three the first one yeah so I was Gabriella but they double cast all the female roles because we had way more women than yeah. than men so the senior there was a senior who was also Gabriella and she gave me so much shit even though I busted my ass all the time like uh-huh. i put in i put in a lot of work so that was my my thing yeah yeah um but i just got shit and then the shit from all the seniors who didn't get cast in the main role so. wait a second so you were the main role she was your understudy well no we were so double cast so what they would do is like half the shows is one cast half the shows is the other which is Whoa, also pain in the ass to that, that would be so confusing how in the yeah, middle of the show would i know during the intermission well no 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 not during the show so like sorry so let's say there are eight shows total that happen four of them is one cast oh okay okay holy cow yeah i was gonna say jesus different days that makes more sense wow how did i not think of that in the first place (laughs) i don't know where my brain she was acting like a real sharpay if you ask me all right that's ridiculous that's (laughs) that what you gotta i gotta ask you one of the worst things about this whole dmca thing is the fact that i could not pull up any of your singing clips with the fear that 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 i might get you know striked or whatever or muted and but you're an amazing singer let me ask this of the high school musical of the high school musical soundtrack for, for, you know, version one, what was your go-to song? What was the song that you're like, fuck yeah, this is coming on. Let's get started here. I mean, there are so many, I guess I'd have to say breaking free. It's like such a, such a classic, you know? Um, and it's such a fun one. So Mm -hmm. I, I think that one was probably my favorite, but I think of the shows that I did in high school, my all time favorite, was Adam's family senior Ooh, year because I got yeah. to be Morticia and yeah. she just like as as a character like I just vibe with her so much like <laughs> she has a song literally called death is around the, like death is right around the corner and she's just singing about how like it's everything's gonna be okay because we're all gonna die soon and Wh- like <laughs> why are you not in Seattle I I'm feeling that you would love the depressing atmosphere the coffee I've the never cigarettes actually, what? I need to visit sometime the area because my brother's there he went to grad school there and now he's there doing work for microsoft so i need to go up there just live in the gray it's so it's so nice i have a friend uh oh the guy who rated actually he sends me these like midwestern folk playlists and i've been just listening to them as i'm driving around the rain and it's just so it's beautiful it's just it's a whole vibe there i love it i love it so much so you know you went through all these productions in in high school um did you play any sports did you do any did you take that route um so i did like i said there's um 
the one year that I did track. I hated it. <laughs> um, and then I did dance team, which is kind of athletic in that you have to be able to move around and do high kicks, which was yeah. like the one thing that I'd be like, I can kick myself in the face. Um, <laughs> but I did that for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and that was technically like my like athletic thing that I did. Um, I don't think I really did any other athletics though. That wasn't really my, my area of expertise. Mm -hmm. I'm clumsy. So fair play, fair play. Oh, uh, in, in regards. And of course I got to ask the, the last nerdy question I have to ask, what was your subject? What was your subject of choice in, in, in English? High school? I think. Really? I, I thrived in English. Like English class was, was my shit. Like I loved, I love words and I love mm -hmm. like finding the perfect word to describe a feeling or a situation. Like that's kind of one of my favorites or like, I love quotes because I think words are so powerful. And it's the yeah. idea that like you can have a mantra kind of thing and that can help you like in college, one of my favorite things was like the idea to be like curious, not critical. So like when you make a mistake, be curious about what went wrong and how to fix it instead of being critical and beating yourself up. Cause like one makes progress and the other does. How the hell so. you don't have a blog or a vlog or a <laughs> podcast Aya, is beyond me. This is I talk too much. People get tired real fast. Just capture it and then clip it. <laughs> clip it into like bite-sized moments. This is gold. I don't know if people are like if they they're they're soaking in right now the amount of the amount of dimes that are being thrown here. Aya. I I I'm 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 taking notes. So, you know, with with your experience in high school, I got to ask what is when, when I ask you about high school originally, you know, when I've asked you, all right, tell me who you are, tell me about high school, your experience there, what is one memory in the back of your mind that is like that has shaped or is the definitive memory like, oh, this is this is high school for me? What is what is a memory for you? You could think back then um, that would be a definitive one that that kind of underlines your your career or your your time back then. I think I actually talked about this with my, my best friend yesterday. I, there was a period of time that I used to eat lunch in the computer lab and just do my homework and I was by myself. Um, and like that, that kind of, that was high school for me because at a certain point, the girls in my friend group just, it was like a cool thing for them to shit on me for whatever reason. I remember one of my guy friends being like, yeah, when you left, they all just started talking about what a drama queen you are. Da -da -da. And like, I like it was one of those I taught myself to invalidate how I felt because as we'd all be hanging out and people be like I hate this about myself or I hate this and I'd be like oh I hate this and they'd be like shut up you can't say that like you this and this and like it's like they thought that I had whatever they thought they wanted which that's also around the time that I was having a lot of issues with my family I was having just a lot of like a lot of a lot of shit that was happening and uh they just kind of all started to dislike me for whatever reason and exclude me and gen generally make me feel pretty shitty um, about myself. And just, it was just like the little judgment. Um, I was telling Maddie, my, my best friend that I was hanging out with, um, she, there's, I found a, a clip from a talent show in high school where me and three of my friends sang together. And at one point I sang a part and I didn't notice it until like a couple months ago and I rewatched it. The two of them look at each other and smirk. Like they, they have this look in the middle of like doing it. Oh, wow. It. Yeah. I felt shitty for the rest of that day that I watched it because I'd never noticed it before. But like that's kind of the shit that that would happen. Um, and so for me, like 
the computer lab was kind of my safe space at lunch because all the yeah. rest of my friends were hanging out. And it was like girl guy friend group. It wasn't like all girls or whatever. Like, you know. But at a certain point, I just felt so uncomfortable and self-conscious about being there with them that I just stopped. I stopped eating with them. And, and that's kind of, like I said, I, I went through a lot of, I've been through a lot of depression and anxiety. But like, that's when I first became really depressed as a person. Um, and in high school, it was really bad. And it was also because my parents didn't know how to deal with it. And so I, you know, I went through a whole bunch of different, you know, things with it. And uh, I don't know, the thing that stuck out to me about high school is no one noticed that I wasn't okay until I started where until I stopped wearing makeup to school. Like, that's the only time when people noticed that something was up. Not when I had band-aids covering <laughs> certain parts on yeah. my arms. Like, they didn't... I, someone How asked ridiculous. me what happened. And I said, oh, it, it was my cat. Okay. <laughs> um, and people were happy to... They were happy to accept that. But it was when I just stopped wearing makeup, it was like, oh, something must be wrong. Um, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah, so, that's definitely not reading the room. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, this actually makes a very smooth, surprisingly smooth transition to your friend group in high school, all right? I wanted to ask you about that specifically. Mental health as teens is such a delicate area because while I 100% agree with giving them the support and voice and all of that, however much we can support um, and have that narrative of, of mental health be in the forefront, it's also tough because sometimes they are very young and, and we are very young when we're in high school and we're still trying to figure out what the hell are we really mad about? What the hell are we really going through? And, and who are we as people? So, I, uh, you know, when, when you're going through that muck, um, before we get into your friend group, uh, as you're going through that tough time in your life, how did you navigate that, that territory? What was your mechanism of, of, or, or your outlets to, to release all that, you know, anxiety, depression, resentment. Yeah, I think for me it was hard because my, at a certain point, because it was all the girls, my friend group kind of clumping up together, my, my instinct was to just pull back and hide, um, which is definitely what I did, you know, with lunch and stuff. But then that's also when I realized that acting and performing is what I'm really passionate about. Like, I kind of knew it, but like, I would go through an entire day of school and everything felt just gray and like empty. And then at the end of the day, my last class of the day was my, was my theater class. And like, that's yeah. when I felt just excited to be a part of something. And I felt things besides just sadness and anxiety. And like, it gave me like, it's when I felt like color, I guess, in, in the things around me. And it's what made me feel excited to do stuff. Um, and that's what kind of, drove me through it a little bit um it it allowed me to find out what I was more passionate about what what really mattered to me um for myself I guess yeah definitely definitely but how you know and and correct my ignorance with this all you know I feel like that vocation going into and I don't want to get too far ahead of us because I do know there's a work segment there but the vocation of being an actress or even let's talk about specifically your time in high school, you know, going and, and saying, you know, what? I'm going to be part of these productions and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try my best to be the lead. I'm going to put my best foot forward. 
there's got to be somewhat of an expectation that we are going, you know, when you do that, there is a, a possibility of being judged and that being negatively. So do you think that it was mainly because of the environment you were in at the time and the headspace you were in at the time of a high schooler um, that, that that's why it was all piling up? Or even to this day, do you have that kind of difficulty in separating the criticism, the constructive criticism from the resentment and the hate? I mean, it can be hard sometimes, especially the more passionate about something that I am, the harder it can be to yeah. hear something that is going to criticize it because it's hard. It's, it's a lot harder to take, not take it to heart if it's something you're passionate about. But I've definitely, I've come to understand, I came to understand that a lot more through college because the whole point of college is, as an acting degree is for them to tell you what's not working. Yes. Um, and that's where I learned that whole curious, not critical, because it allowed me to understand and process feedback, critical feedback, without letting it destroy me or, or tear me apart. Um, I also think one of the other things about um, acting that I, that I enjoy is that I can pour myself into a role that's not myself. Mm. So it's like an escape from being myself for a moment, but part of what makes an acting performance real is that there isn't there is part of yourself in it yeah so it's it's like getting to be yourself but not yourself and so then also sometimes if people make judgments about like the character the way that you portrayed the character it's the character you know like mm -hmm. it's you know you can also hide as yourself in a character which wow. is kind of yeah kind of cool and kind of therapeutic yeah Wow, I, I I had never thought of that take. I love that. I I, I feel like I, I I understand it a little bit more uh, from that point of view. So, you know, now we're we're treading towards the the whole you know so and so or, or parent friend group that's talking shit. What happened after that? Did you do you have did you have a tight knit friend group outside of that? Those people that were talking their smack while you were away. Well, what's the, and are you still close to them to this very day? I really don't talk to anyone from high school. There's one girl who we both kind of didn't, we were kind of just over that catty drama. Um, we mm -hmm. used to write letters to each other a bunch, like just cause I like oh. to write letters. So like we were pen pals, which was kind of fun for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't cause some of them are still like kind of caught up in high school bullshit. Like I remember sophomore year I came home and like, a group of them made a point to make sure that I knew that they were doing like some, like they were all hanging out and making gingerbread houses together, but I wasn't invited. And there was that moment where I felt sad for, like I laughed and I felt sad for yeah, them. How fucking like, petty. You're still on this bullshit. <laughs> how old are you now? It's not high school anymore. Yeah. You're adults now. Yeah. Be a grown ass woman. Okay. Like. <laughs> then again, they did. They might've seen the vod of you making your gingerbread house. All right. We didn't, yeah, we didn't count I know, that out. I inspired them. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's why you actually intentionally threw yours on the ground you're like this yeah, is I was bullshit like, see this see this tradition <laughs> fuck it <laughs> it was oh, just one okay. giant middle finger to all of yeah. them but. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not gonna lie. I, I there are times on stream I also grandstand my old like man. Fuck you guys from high school, college that I still know talking your shit. All right, it's it's ridiculous. We, we're lit. I'm at the stage in life. I I'm close to my ten year reunion in high school. That's gross. Damn. I I wow. I'm <laughs> the gravity in your voice as you say damn is what really hit. That hurt. That hit different. <laughs> um, but but it, it it is that realization where it's like. You know, when when do we give it up? You know, when when do we start living our own lives? When when do we finally? And I would say only recently. I would say when I was twenty five was when I finally had the stride of okay, this is who I am, and I'm comfortable with who I am, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rock this person. And of course, there's an evolution. Um, but for that for the for the meantime, like I, I this is what I fuck with. I I love the candor though of your high school experience. That's so. That's so telling. Can you know? I don't want to ever push a topic that's too much, Aya. And and I I want to. I don't know if I told you this in DMs, but I'll tell you again now. If there's any any time a topic or any time things get a little too uh, candid or, or too raw or too difficult to talk about, we can move on. That's never an issue. All right, that's never an issue here. But when you're talking about the 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 you know mental space you were in high school, where it took the lack of makeup to understand that oh shit was going on. What happened after that? What was the story? How did you find solace? How did you find comfort after finally someone notices that you weren't you weren't swimming, you were drowning silently? Yeah, it was it was a really big process because basically so I stopped wearing makeup. People notice something's up, but they don't really know. One of my friends kind of decides to like, hey, let's go get food. Let's talk. And that's when I told her at the first time, like, there, there was a period of time because it was just all so lonely and there was a period there was one I had like have a memory of one specific day that I remember I was at a voice voice lesson I took some voice lessons when I was younger and I talked to my voice teacher about it in passing and she was like you know you just got to grow up everybody goes and like that was just the last thing that I needed to hear and I remember driving home thinking like that's it I'm done um and I got home and I fell asleep so that's a good thing um but I told my friend about it and that's the first time anyone realized that like you know, that yeah. kind of stuff was happening. Yeah. And uh, that's when my mom came into my room. And like the first interaction with her that I had about it was that my, what I was doing and my, my how I was feeling and the, the issues that I had with self-harm was hurting the family. And I just felt like I was being a disappointment. Like that's how it felt to me. And it was just such a terrible, it was a big journey because um, they sent me to see a bunch of different mental health people and the first person that I that I had to go see, it was terrible. So I go in, they'd make me take off everything, put on a thing to make sure that nothing I can use to hurt myself. Like, I wasn't dangerous to anyone. I just hated myself, you know. But they regarded me as, like, this, like, security threat. And yeah. the lady who was asking all the questions wasn't talking to me. She was talking to my dad the whole time. And at one point, he's like, has she always had behavioral issues or attitude issues? And I literally was like... Are you trying to help me? Are you trying yeah. to sit here? Like, you know, like some people should not be in that profession. Um, but then the other thing was I didn't want to go to therapy. I didn't want to talk to anybody about anything, especially after experiences like that. And I could run circles around a lot of that because I could, they could ask me about a scar on my arm and I could look at them with a smile and be like, I'm doing all right. Like I have to go, like I have this stuff going on. Like I could look at them and smile and seem perfectly put together. Oh yeah, no. Because I didn't want, I didn't want to talk to them. And yeah. so 
I was also very anti getting help. You know, like I was like, I'm fine. Wow. Like I don't need it because in my experience, no one's gonna help me. Like the way that I used to feel about it is like the people, people's patience for depression has the half life of shelf and shelf or half half shelf life of half and half. I mixed yeah. up the word. Yeah, yeah. It's longer than you'd think, but still not long enough. And at a certain point, it just goes bad all of a sudden, and people are like, "You're not better. Shouldn't you be better by now?" And all of a sudden, people just stop caring, or they're just tired of it. And it's so frustrating as a person, because they basically say, you have to get, you're on medication now, or you're seeing a therapist and you're on medication, that means you're better. Or you were doing really good yesterday, so you're on the upswing. But that's not at all how it works. Like, it's so much of a roller coaster. Some days are good days, some days are bad days. You know, you can be doing really well for a while and then still have a really bad day. Like, that's what's been so frustrating about the process. And, and being in a religious environment, I'd go to the counselor's office and they'd be like, this is all in God's hands. And that's what they would tell me about the situation. And that was just not, it was not helpful to me to have, oh, they're like, it's part of God's I, plan. I, I'm so sorry. I'm going to apologize. <laughs> and I, I, I've been in that situation of, of being the teacher. And I, I agree with you. You don't say that. I mean, you do say that to an extent, but there's also professional help. Like you, yeah. you have to. May I, may I ask you what, what got you to the point of not wanting help to, all right, let's give it a try. So I had a therapist that was really like very, very nice and very gentle and I felt safe with her. And it allowed me to feel kind of safe to talk about it a little bit. Like it was very, it would be little, little, little bits of information that I felt comfortable talking about. And then when I was kind of done with her, like, you know, it's the whole run circles around her, everything's fine now. I think my favorite therapist that I've ever gotten, she's understanding and validating, but she'll call me out on my And I still, I still talk to her, you know, sometimes. She's one of my absolute, she was the family therapist that we saw. Um, but she's so good at, you know, I mean, it's also like, she's very friendly and very personable. Like, I feel like I'm talking to a friend about my stuff. And so like, it's one of those where like, sometimes when I'm talking about stuff, she'll validate me and be like, absolutely. I think that you were in the right in that situation. And I think the other person, you know, like validate yeah. me. But then she'll be like, but you could have done this better. And I think that this is on, you know, like she'll, she sees through the bullshit. 100%. And I appreciate that. Cause I need someone who's going to call me out on my bullshit so that mm -hmm. they're like, I know you're not just fine. Or I know, you know, like when I first went to go see her, I literally, I didn't want to be there. I sat in her office like this and I stared at the ground <laughs> and I thought I wasn't going to say a word. I All right. So Goodwill hunting. What is there. this? Yeah. This, like, I, love I was this. so angry to be, I was like, I don't need this. I'm fine. Like I can handle my, and I don't know how she did it, but somehow I ended up talking and I felt better. And I was like, okay, so I guess this is helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit that uh -huh. I'm wrong here. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. But yeah, I think it was just finally realizing that it is helpful and that like, mm. it's stupid to try to do everything by yourself, you know, Thank when you. there's someone who can help you, Yeah, you know, like when you know that there's someone that you can rely on, like, I know she's getting paid to handle me, but like, sure. she, she was also someone I could tell, like, she really listened. She really cared. And she wasn't making judgment. So I don't know. I think that was, that was really it for me is just mm -hmm. knowing that it felt like talking to a person, not like a medical professional who's sitting there assessing my whatever case or whatever they want to. Yeah, yeah, no, I like, agree with you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the humanizing part. It's it's someone you could trust. 
it's creating the safe space. Definitely, yeah, I, myself to include, went to therapy, did that, did that run, and and I've had five in total, and there are like, there's literally only one that I'm like, oh, this person's chill. Like I, I enjoy her a ton. She listens, makes a make an environment in which I feel not just uh, comforted but heard, and and I think that is that is especially those that are dealing with with depression or or anxiety that that feeling of being heard and and knowing that you're not alone is is what is the difference maker at least in my experience there um if i may ask you a general question i uh, with your friends or in friends in general how do you choose them i'm very much quality over quantity i also feel very overwhelmed in a big group of people but i've always been of the mindset that I'd rather feel really close to a few people than feel kind of distant from a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather spend time emotionally investing a lot in a few people that I know that I can get along with and that I trust. Just because, I don't know, like I feel like sometimes it's better to just have a tight-knit group of a few friends because mm-hmm. you can really get to know them and you can really, like, I don't want to just know people at surface level. Like, if I'm friends with someone and for me to consider someone a friend, like, I don't, I don't want it to be surface level. Like, I want to feel like yeah. I can talk to them about something. I want to feel like yeah. we can joke around and goof off and be ridiculous, but we can also have a real conversation. Um, you know, and someone who I would just trust, like, my best friend in the whole world, um, we met because we were roomed together at college, like, purely by chance. And, you know, she was just here yesterday because I was having a panic attack and she was like i'm there like i got it oh yeah you know we hung out and we had real conversations and we <laughs> joked around and we watched some shows and like yeah that's what i want like that's so you cool. know just being able to sit and do and talk about anything yeah someone that that that's got your back and willing to dr- yeah the fact that she dropped everything i was like all right i'm good to go i'm there that is that's such i a... am so lucky actually maurice Ravel. that's my there she is hey she's, maurice yeah. <laughs> much love shout out maurice all right Payne. you got it you got it shout out oh she's tearing up right now I, you <laughs> see isn't it it's so cool to be able to like tell people what they mean to you and how much they've impacted your life because we we live our lives and we're we're, we're the stars of our own show we're all doing our own shit and so like to even have this moment be like, yeah, I, I really needed that. And that was such a cool thing that that person did. And like, I, I, I hope that's underlined of, of why I value uh, the relationship and friendship. But I, that, that's awesome. I will say this, small bladder, small man. I've been drinking, <laughs> I've been drinking water like crazy. Do you need to use the restroom, Maya? Are you good? I'm good. You're good? All right. Well, yeah, once again. probably drink more water. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm just recovering. The, uh, the, the chat's yours. I'll be right back in another 30 seconds or so. It's Maui time. <laughs> Hi, Maddie. I miss you. Do you miss Maui? Or Maddie? I've called Maddie Maui and Maui Maddie so many times. It's embarrassing. <laughs> What prediction started? Win channel points if you. What is that a thing? That's so cool. Um, I love you guys too. You have another fun fact. What's your fun fact? She's been sharing the chair with me because she jumped in there, so I haven't been able to use the back support. What? Okay, fine. Let me set you down. Let me set you down. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
What? I've never seen this before. Wait, that's so cool. Oh, they gave it to half of affiliates and What? How do they decide how to do that? It's like with the whole little celebration thing. What the heck? Wait, that's so stupid. Twitch, what? It's like, oh, you, I can't tell you that you'll get the options of quality for your video because I'm Twitch and that makes sense. Sorry, I'm bitter. When are you going to talk about Dom? Who's Dom? Um, I'm doing all right. I think the Benadryl helped, but it knocked me out. I took some this afternoon and it knocked me on my ass. Um, so. Isn't he? Oh my God. Um, oh, in one minute, I think he's gonna grab water. That was wild. Uh, it is raining like crazy outside. That's the reason. That's it. <laughs> I have oh, to check. Damn. Yeah, no. Believe me. I hopefully, what rain is in Southern California. It just doesn't. Oh my god, it's too. It's 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 great. I actually love it. But I'm just scared about the power. I'm making sure it's good. I uh, uh we've we're moving on from the the family friends education part, and let's talk a little bit about work. All right, let's talk about that work history. In total, how many jobs have you had? Um, before we get into them. Um, I think job-wise, like four, because yeah. okay. I've done some acting projects, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I, those are hard to distinguish, yeah. I guess, because it's like a specific project, mm -hmm. like a long-term job. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's get into it chronologically, though. All right. So the very first one, what was the position and how old were you? Um, so the very, very first job that I ever had, I actually was doing senior portrait photography. Oh, nice. Um, I used to do photography for fun. Um, and then I would do like senior photos for people who were, you know, getting ready to graduate high school and stuff. And I got paid to do it. Um, so that was a good time. It was pretty because it was, you know, a little bit more on my own terms. Um, mm -hmm. So I did that for a little bit. And then I worked at the acting studio that I used to go to. Mm. Um, that was a whole, a whole time because my boyfriend at the time started working there too and then broke oh. up with me and we both oh. worked at the same place. So that was Great. fun. Yeah. Um, and the owner of the studio just yelled at everyone sometimes and... <laughs> I remember when I first started working there, she was like, so she's new. So in, I'm definitely paraphrasing, but it was kind of a take what she says with a grain of salt kind of thing. So like immediately, like anyone who's taking the class isn't going to respect me because exactly. I'm new. And she just told them that. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Um, so that one was a little difficult for just a myriad of reasons. Um, and then I worked at a pie shop, coffee shop um, hybrid in college which is fun. I got to learn how to make coffee um, and I'm a big coffee fan. Hey. So, um, and part of my job was to test, taste, taste, test, taste. taste, taste. Yeah. I can't, I keep messing up all my words today. <laughs> it's all good. We all got good. to try pie as a part of our job because we had to know what it tastes like and what was what? in it. So what yeah. was the, what were the best ones? What were the ones that, that are memorable to you? <sighs> they had an apple crumble pie and the crumble on top was like, like top tier. And then they had one that was mm. a matcha pie that had, 
like a layer of caramel on the crust. Sorry, caramel. Everybody gets on my ass for how I say caramel. caramel. No, that's uh, fine. Um, anyway, I that was on the crust, um, and it was matcha. Um, uh, they had like a cherry one, a blueberry. They had so many good oh. ones, and a lot of them were seasonal. Yeah. So, and we got to try them all, and like they used to have a thing that was like any pies that were technically expired, you could only have the pie out for a certain amount of days that you could sell it. And they were still good, but all the rest of them got thrown away. Yeah. So they basically were like, take it home. Oh, um, what? So I got, to, one day I got to take, and like these were kind of bougie pies too. Yeah. Like yeah. anywhere from like five to $7 for a slice. Um, what? Because they were like, they were like nice ass pies, you know? And so I one day took home a bag full of like three full pies oh. and some slices. And of course I can't eat all of them. I'm staying in the dorms. Yeah. So I posted on my Snapchat. I was like, Anybody want free pie? And then I just remember, like, I posted it, and, like, two two minutes later, I hear someone screaming and running down the hallway of the door. <laughs> and so that's how I made some friends. Yeah. This lady's pushing pies. Holy yeah, cow. Yeah, so that was pretty fun. And, like, that's I, so like, funny. was able to give I, – I got, like, an employee discount. So, like, any of my friends who yeah. came through was like, I got you. Like, plug. <laughs> family oh. and friends, you know. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. So it was good. Um, I liked that. Everyone who worked there was really nice. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't mind it. The only thing was they closed pretty late. So on Fridays and Saturdays, I'd end up closing. Mm -hmm. And I'd walk back to the dorms because I didn't have a car at that point. So I'd walk back to the dorms at like 1.30 in the morning. And it wasn't too far away. But it was far enough that it was a little, like, a little sketchy. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was my only thing that was like, you know... Um, and then I drink way too much espresso and be buzzing all night. So oh, that was Jesus. also probably not good. Mm -hmm. Um, because I got free coffee while I worked there, which is dangerous for me. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I actually enjoyed that one a lot, but then mm -hmm. towards the end of working there, the schedule was just kind of rough cause it didn't always work with class schedule and I had to mm -hmm. work, try to fix it and work around it. And towards the end of working there, I had gotten notified that I, because I had applied for and gotten accepted for a tour guide position on campus, oh. which is a lot more, it works a lot more with class schedule, obviously, because it's mm -hmm. through like their office of admission. And, and uh, so I got to get trained and I got to give tours to, cam to campus tours to families. Um, and I absolutely loved that because it's basically just some, it's like a version of a performance because you have to put it on is. your pleasant parent you know, like you're talking to kids and their parents, so you have to make sure that like the information you're giving out mm -hmm. is not like. So this is where we all get drunk in December, and <laughs> you know, like. You know, um, surprisingly, there are some kids. I because I also have been, I I used to be a tour guide as well for my college. There are surprisingly kids that would say that would be like, "This is the party dorm," and I remember standing next to you. I was like, "This is your last time being here. That's crazy. That's insane. That this is your. It couldn't be me. But hey, yeah. this is insane." I didn't even get to ask you about your college time. I, uh, if I may make a little bit of a, a sidetrack. Oh, okay. Your, your time in college. What, what are you studying? And, and how did you decide upon this being the, the, the you know, place you want to go and, and, and uh, study and invest all your time towards or major in? I'm sorry, focus. Yeah. Um, so I, I typically don't say where I went to school just because. Yeah, of course. Just as a personal life thing. Um, someday maybe, but. So I was choosing between schools because I got into quite a few for acting. Um, when it came down to it, there were a lot that I was kind of deciding between, like, among them, like UCLA, USC, and NYU nice. yeah. um, for their programs. Uh, and so I ended up choosing, you know, I chose the school that I chose, and I was really worried because it was like, there's so many different options. Like, am I making the wrong decision? Mm -hmm. um, 
And at least from the standpoint of I met my absolute best friend in the world, like immediately as I moved in, like that yeah. was definitely a plus. And, um, but so I studied acting and I was also in the honors college, which mm. is basically there a interdis- inter- interdisciplinary study kind of thing. So they try to get you to study a little bit from all around the school that you might not study. Mm-hmm. So like you have to take a, some sort of science course and some sort of like sociology-esque course and basically mm-hmm. making you a more well-rounded citizen. And uh, it's a small class size, so you did discussions. So it was about discussing difficult topics, which mm. I appreciated. Yeah. Um, sometimes it was good. Sometimes you got a room full of people who thought they were smarter than everyone else and nothing, no progress was made, um, which is frustrating. But I got to learn a lot, a lot of really cool, really cool things there. Like I took a class, I, sociology, the, those classes were probably my favorite because I took one that was on death and dying. Um, which was super fascinating just about like the process, how it's changed over cultures and times. And, um, I took one on like sex and sexuality, which was super helpful because I had no concept of any of it. Having Mm. gone to a religious school, it was basically like, don't have sex. You'll get an STD, like that kind of stuff. So I learned a lot about it and it was actually probably one of my favorite classes that I've taken as far as teaching me, teaching me stuff that'll help me in life. Cause it, Mm. it, I think it's important to teach. I could go on a whole spiel about, you know, that. But at a base mm-hmm. level, I was like, I just feel more empowered as a person and female, just knowing stuff and yeah, totally. having the idea of, you know, what exists and, and that kind of stuff. It was an interesting class. Um, but then I also took one more sociology class that was a winter term class where we did like 10 days of meditation and mindfulness in the Rocky Mountains. Ooh, ooh. That was the coolest thing that I've ever done because they take away all technology. You have no phones, no laptops. It's just yeah. you, everybody else, meditating, nature. And sometimes it was snowing and there was a big, beautiful temple um, that you could go. And it was really rough because it was nine hours of meditation some days. Mm -hmm. And to sit still that long, my mind is always racing. So the hardest thing for me was trying to, because the goal is to calm your mind and just kind of exist and be with yourself existing. Um, But I learned a lot from that just kind of about myself. And like, that's the first time that I really had a concept of like, practicing love towards yourself so that you can practice love towards others better so like the idea that you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else like it just kind of hit me like the first few days of the trip i got altitude sickness so like every morning i like both mornings i just like threw up and felt terrible and i was like no i can power through it's okay and someone was like listen no lay down rest and take care of yourself it's important and uh so i did that and i did a little reading um on one of the like one of the books that was kind of just about like how to just kind of about certain ideology and um just the idea of taking care of yourself and showing yourself love just really hit me um on that trip and so it was kind of a cool i don't know it was like a cool process as a person because it taught me just kind of how to let go and one of the other things that it taught me was a lot about usually when someone lashes out at you it's because they feel deep pain in some shape or another Mm mm-hmm and so that's the first time that I ever felt sympathy and empathy for my mom because I kind of understood what she had been going through. Like I had a moment. It was like one of those weird moments that I can't really explain, but I remember sitting there meditating one day and it just like hit me and I felt like crying because I just felt like I could feel my mom's pain and I felt like I understood what she was going through. Um, so it just like that one was, it was a very impactful class for me just because it taught me a lot about perspective. Um, and like that kind of aligns with like another thing that my therapist had told me that 
how someone reacts to you and treats you says more about them than it does about you. So uh, it just kind of, it's like, it was a lot of pieces of my life kind of coming together. And I think it was very transformational for me as a person. And that's like, I think the biggest thing for me about college is that I get shit sometimes from people who just graduated and tried to go act. They're like, why are you going to school for it? That's not going to get you a job. Um, which, I mean, I'm going to disagree because I think I've learned a lot. I've become more confident in my skills as an actor and I've learned a lot of technique that I can apply. But also, I think college for me was about growing up and figuring out who I am. And that's something that I think is, you can get that without going to college. Like, I think it's definitely possible. But for me, it was a big step into being myself and figuring out what I believe for myself, not having like, this is what my parents believe, this is what I believe. And I could figure out who I was starting from scratch because the school I went to, it was preschool through high school. I was there basically my whole life before that. So I got to fully start over and be whatever version of myself that I wanted to be. And I think that it was such a big, it was so, so important for me because it allowed me to kind of solidify this is who I am and like, I'm okay with this. Like, this is who I'm proud to be, you know? And that's why I wouldn't trade that, like the experience of going to college, I wouldn't trade it for anything else because it was just a lot of figuring things out, sometimes the hard way, but mm-hmm. definitely figuring it all out. Well, not all of it, I'm still learning, but. <laughs> some of it, uh, some of it, some of it. Like a lot, a solid foundation. Yeah, I like that, I like that a lot. Let's let's uh I'm gonna ask you a very open ended question, but it's it's because you said a statement where I'm like, Oh, I I gotta do it. I can't I can't help myself. You said that college is a place to find who you were a little bit, right? And you're you you you're you have or you're about to wrap up your senior year, correct? I finished it. Oh you so you finished it already. All right, that's right. That's uh, at right. the end of last spring. Gotcha, gotcha. Perfect. So then the question remains you know, however you'd like to interpret uh, this, this statement or this question, uh, who are you? Who do you, what do you stand for? Who, who, you know, what, what did you discover during your time in college to say, oh, this is who I am and, and solidify that, that character within you? Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I mean, definitely solidified myself more as like empathetic. Like I care about people Like, I care about people and how they feel, you know, on a level. I care about knowing who they are and why they are that way. Understanding beyond the surface value of things, because oftentimes how you first judge someone isn't how they are, you know? And, like, that's something that I experienced a lot. Like, a lot of my friends in high school told me, like, yeah, I thought you were a bitch before I knew you, which is cool, (laughs) you know? And uh, that's super fun to hear. But, like, (laughs) knowing that and then trying to trying to have discussion, like being a person that's going to push for conversation instead of a yelling match. Because one of my other things that it, it applies, it's an acting thing, but it applies to real life is don't be that person in a scene waiting just to say their next line, listen to the other person and respond to the other person. And that wow. applies to discussion, wow. you know, like don't just be waiting to say your next, like your, your next piece, you know? And that's where I really learned a lot of that. Like you're going to disagree with a lot of people mm-hmm. fundamentally. But if you want to make any progress, if you want to make any, any kind of middle ground, you're going to have to listen first. Like, I learned this from, so my brother and I are definitely more um, liberal, and my dad's pretty conservative. My brother always just attacks. Like, my da- when he talks to my dad, it's always like attack. Yeah. And they don't have conversations, typically. They have, like, arguing matches. 
When I talk to my dad, I try to understand. I disagree with a lot of what he believes at times, but I try, I try to come from a middle ground of like, okay, why, why do you feel this way? And what is, you know, and like, and then try to express my opinion in a way that's like, okay, well, I hear you. And I understand how you could feel this way, but it's like about validating, okay, yes, this might be your reality. This is how you feel. But like, here's a counterpoint. And so it's, I've kind of figured a lot out a lot more about that. And just as far as me as a person, like, I'm goofy and I'm weird, but I'm also, I feel a lot. Like, I feel very deeply, which sometimes I wish I didn't, but Hmm. I probably care too much sometimes. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I feel like I'm not, not any kind of type of person. Like, I'm a blend of a lot of things. And I Mm -hmm. think that's one of the other things that I realized in college is like, I don't want to be one thing or another, you know? Mm. And that's, that also goes into like my, my racial makeup. Like I'm not just Asian and I'm not just white. I'm both. And it's about embracing, embracing the blend and not having to be one distinctly categorizable thing, you know, and just being any kind of blend that you want to be and not being worried if it can be put into a category. My the the line that that you dropped again. I'm just gonna be writing this shit down. This is this stuff is about to be a tattoo on me at some point. But I love that 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 mindset of or or yeah. I I don't want to butcher your quote, so I'm gonna give you the quote that that is equivalent of something that I've heard uh, in my own life, where it's like, uh, listen to understand, don't listen to respond. Um. So rather than just simply, you know, it's it, many people and maybe this might be a thing of technology slash texting but the art of conversation intentional conversation doesn't really exist anymore it's it's very cut and dry it's very literally if you type in on your phone on your iphone like a hi it'll kind of fill in the rest of it for you so you're not even thinking intentionally of what to say because it's auto-filled so to to listen to understand it's such a that's such a powerful line and i i really want to underline that for you uh, not for yourself but for the people that are watching listening to us tonight because that is really the in my opinion that is the core of of real conversation you know a lot of people are like how do you guys talk how can you guys do this how do you talk so real how you it's because you listen it's because we uh, the prerogative for for this show this prerogative for for speaking with aya is because I have the mentality of I want to learn at least one thing new, and and right now she's giving me more than my money's worth of of and we're not even halfway in, but she's giving me more of my damn money's worth because there's so much good stuff and this is this is perspective similar to how you experience this in the mountains. This is perspective that's so different. I have never lived your life. I uh, I have no idea, and so hearing this stuff and and kind of being able to t- pick and choose which one applied directly, which one hit directly i'm like holy cow there's a lot going on here that that i'm even not aware of but i love that man you you you've you've absolutely killed it so far with that you're it sounds like to me and now to kind of just ask a a random college question here was your freshman year i feel like you know when in a household that is very demanding somewhat pseudo strict college especially living in the dorms is always a big step it's a big transition i'm not out of the household uh, was your prerogative ever at any point in your college career to live that typical American college lifestyle? We're talking, you know, going out. We're talking about the whole 
forcing the introvert in you to be an extrovert for the sake of experience? A little bit, yeah. The, when I first got to college, like, there were a couple of nights pretty, pretty early on that I just, I was just drunk out of my mind. Um, <laughs> I fell off my bed onto my desk onto the floor one night, and I had a giant gash in my leg the next day. I remember... I barely remember it, but I remember being like, guys, I think I'm bleeding. And they're like, no, you're fine. You're okay. And I'm like, no, but I think I'm bleeding. They told me I was fine. The next yeah. morning I wake up, this giant bruise and gash in my leg. Those are good um, friends. Yeah, real good friends. Um, and then after that, I was mortified being just an absolute mess. So I just didn't do anything. I, Maddie, my roommate and I, we mm -hmm. hung out in the room and we just watched TV shows and hung out, like did homework. I didn't really go out much. I did on occasion. Like, I'd go mm -hmm. out to the occasional, like, frat party, but I just mm -hmm. got so uncomfy at those because, yeah. like, typically it feels like a bunch of sharks just circling, waiting to catch their prey. Like, you, like I've, I've watched before, you know, I've been there generally sober once, and, like, it's just gross because you see people just, like, walking and watching mm -hmm. and waiting. And it's just... It feels a little gross. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh, it 100% um, is a game. I'm not even yeah. like, there's no sugarcoating it. Like, and the analogy of sharks per, on, on, on the hunt, exactly. It. Literally, I, I think I've had a friend group that's called it that. Where like, all right, the sharks are out tonight. And I was like, I am 5'6", guys. Let's chill out here. <laughs> all right, you are all six feet tall. You're in uh, the basketball team. I am here purely to make sure that none of you guys are a liability to me as well as going out with the <laughs> others, all right? I'm here trying to find the nice lady in the corner that doesn't want to go dance, all right? That's it. That's my whole prerogative that <laughs> evening. But I love that. I love that you realized it wasn't your scene very early on, and so you're like, you know, I, I tried it. You at least tried it. You gave it the yeah. old college try. I tried. It's like I tried a couple of times, and if I had a group of friends to go out with, I'd go out. Like, I just wanted to go dancing. Like, I, you know, I just wanted to have a good time. So, like... On occasion, I'd go do it, but also I get Asian glow, so I just oh, don't have yes. a great time normally. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bad time because I turn yeah. bright red and get a headache yeah. really quickly. Oh. Um, but, like, I had some good times, you know, and yeah. if it's with a good group, like, and people that I have fun with, like, that's, it's a fun time. But I'm also not a bit, I've never really been into hookup culture, which could be yeah. from my upbringing just because sex was inherently bad, but, like, I just, that's never been my thing. Like, for me, I think that, I say this jokingly, but also seriously, I was like, there's nothing sexier than emotional emotional intimacy. Because, like, I don't know, like, for me, it's like, also being a female, you never know what's going to happen if you get alone with someone you don't know. So, like, there's oh that God. anxiety. But also, I like to get to know people. And just for me personally, how I've always been, like, that kind of sex is something that it's it's special. Like, and I, for people who are into hookup culture, I have no hate. Like, I'm glad that it works for them. And sometimes I wish that that's what I was into. But it's like, I just like to know who I'm with because I feel like it's more special if it's a shared experience between, you know, someone that you, I'm not saying like, I'm not like a save it for marriage kind of person, but I'm like, if you know them, I feel like you can also feel safer with them. You feel freer with them and it can be a better time because you're on the same page. I, um, I was about to say, like, I think the hookup feel the culture that it feels very and this is again more opinionated it feels empty it feels empty you're you, like you could be with that person and you like especially in that intimate intimacy like you've said special moment but even when it's all said and done you're like holy cow all right well now what how do i transition out of this how do, do i just put on my pants and leave 
do I call you the Uber? Like there's the, and it's just, it's so, especially when you go from relationship, long-term relationship, and then go into hookup culture, you see the stark differences in how there's such a lack of emotion in all of this. This is purely, uh, it's an exchange and that's that. And like, all right, we fed into it. See you later. Maybe I'll call you later. Maybe I'll text you later for, you know, round whatever. But it is very, it's very, yeah, no, it is a little bit, um, not a little bit, it's a lot. It, 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 I think it can fuel the fire of loneliness even more um, as, it's, as, a, as a general take there. Uh, going towards back to, to work, all right, I don't know if you mentioned your fourth job. Oh, yeah, that was being a tour guide. Tour guide, that's right. Of those four jobs that you had mentioned, which one impacted you the most? And what did you learn from that job that you still apply today? I feel like they all, so they all impacted me in different ways. The one where I worked at the acting studio taught me a lot about, a lot of the time you're, you're just going to have to smile and wave and pretend like, you know, take, you're going to have to take shit in life you're gonna have to be yelled at you're gonna have to be degraded in front of other people sometimes which sucks Mm -hmm. um but how to take it and most importantly how to hold yourself together until you get into the car until you get home and then you scream (laughs) and then you cry and then you you know like i learned a lot from that um Mm -hmm. and then also from the tour guide job it was just about how to interact with people and also um it was just a different version of how I, of being able to present myself professionally, but personably. So being, being professional and like relatable and personable at the same time. Um, I think that was also another, another important, actually from that job, I learned how to walk backwards and not Ooh. fall. So that's a pretty big skill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's huge. That's huge. I've a hundred percent resonate with falling on my ass while trying to talk about the school. <laughs> In 1950, it just does not work. It does not. I know. I'd always be like, guys, I'm gonna fall. Please let me know. Or if you're not gonna let me know, please at least record it and post it somewhere. Like, please, please, I need this. Take this review. Tell them how good of a job I did. 100. percent Yes. Um, I uh, we're, we're moving on to the to the to the to the last segment of life stories. All right. You you've killed it so far. You've been so candid and honest, and and I'm so grateful for what we've learned so far. But this is the spot of the night that everyone kind of turns on the speaker a little bit louder. They lean in a little bit closer. And it's because it's about uh, your romantic history, your romantic relationships. All right, Miss I, I know. I know. Okay. So I'm going to try my best to navigate this <laughs> as smoothly as I can. But without, without, uh, l- 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 let me ask you the first question here. How many relationships in total have you had that you would count? Two. Okay, two. All right. Similar to how we did the work history, let's start in chronological order. Uh, how old were you for the first one, and how'd you guys meet? I was a junior in high school, and okay. we met because we did a play together, actually. We did, it was Cyrano de Bergerac, so our characters were romantically entangled. Mm-hmm. Um, oh So that's how we met. Mm-hmm. Big mistake. I should not date actors. Why? Um, Why is that? <laughs> At least with the person that I ended up with, we were both very emotionally passionate, which made arguments way more explosive. And we were (laughs) very, like, also, he was an actor, so he was just better at being sneaky and manipulative. 
which was like one of the big problems with the relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was, uh, not the best. It wasn't like, it didn't start terribly. Obviously I didn't just be, I wasn't like, this guy's an asshole. I'm going to date him. But, um, (laughs) for me it was, I guess I had such low standards for myself that he was just the first person who made me feel not like special, but like the thing that I remember is we were doing like our one act play competition, which is the play that we did. And, um, we were in like the bus on the way back and I was like lying on the floor taking a nap or something and uh super cliche he was like a football player um he put Whoa. his jacket on me because i was cold w- was but it we a letterman's jacket something. yeah it was of course I'm so it was, sorry of course it was I. oh my gosh um and we were talking about something and i don't remember how it came up and i said like oh like yeah but i'm weird and he's like i know but like i like that if you weren't weird then you wouldn't be you and, like, to me, that was the first person who ever said anything about, like, that, like, my weirdness was a good thing. Or, like, spe- I, that was it for me. That's all I needed. I, I need to like, write that down. That's a great line. Like, That's a great line. No, I'm, I'm not. I, but. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it was interesting. Like, everything was really good for a while. Like, my family loved him. He was really great. Like, he was kind of like an older brother to my sister. Everybody loved him. Everybody knew him. He was around a lot. And, uh, like, everything was seemed really good um and he was a year older so he was a senior when i was and i feel like things got kind of weird when he graduated Hmm. because then he was doing he didn't go to college so um he didn't get into the no he got into a school based off of appeal so they rejected him at first and he got in based off of of appeal and then he decided not to go um because he wanted to do acting um so then he started trying to do that he went to the acting studio that i went to um started taking classes there um, and it was just like, his life was kind of different because he was out of, out of school, out of high school. So he was kind of doing whatever. And I was still doing high school, you know? So like, I was still having homecoming and prom and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember one of the, one of the things was, so I knew his ex that he dated before me because she and I were on dance team together. Um, and she told me one day she graduated the same year as him. And one day I remember she was at practice because her younger sister was in it um, as well. And she told me that he was drunk texting and drunk, drunk calling her. So I went to talk to him about it. And the conversation ended up that I felt super shitty for doubting him. Like, he was like, I can't believe I ever doubted him. Like, that he, you know, I'm such a shitty person. Um, I didn't find out till after we broke up that that was true. His, his ex-best friend oh thought because I was his ex and he was his ex-best friend that we were going to become best friends. It was a weird time. But he basically told me, yeah, he was doing that. Like, that was happening. Um, or um, that he... Oh, the other thing his, like, ex-best friend told me, he's like, yeah, the only reason he stayed as long as he did is because he really liked your friend. And I'm like, cool. Um, so he he was a big gaslighter. Like, if I if I came to him with something that was any any kind of accusation at him, I would leave the conversation feeling like the shittiest person in the world forever even challenging him. Um, he's also the person that I had lost my virginity to, and there was a lot of issues with that because I was pretty drunk and he was not. Um, I remember that because that happened, and then I got texts from my mom because I was out past curfew. So I had to go home. And I guess I was okay enough, but I drove home. He let me drive home, 
after that happened, um, which I'm still kind of pissed about because, you know, like my in my mind, it was like, I have to get home. I'm in so much trouble. But um, I just I don't know. And then with him, it was just kind of one of those, like, as far as that goes, I've talked about it before the stream, but like it just kind of wasn't a good situation because I never really felt comfortable. I just kind of in any kind of like sexual interaction, I just kind of did what he told me to do because I didn't, it wasn't my choice. I had no idea what was happening. So I just kind of followed. Mm. And I think the point, the turning point for me when I knew that something was up was at one point we were, you know, being intimate and he told me to shut up while we were, while we were in that kind what of like hell? intimate space. And then afterwards I cried and he was like, why are you crying? And he got all mad. So that's probably a reason why I'm not super into hookup culture because like in that moment, I just remember feeling like I'm just a piece of meat here and I can't do anything. Like I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. It was a bad situation. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. That's probably also partly a reason why I'm not in culture because it's like i've i've felt kind of what it could feel like except mm -hmm. that was probably worse because it was someone that i trusted yeah um so that relationship wasn't great and then like i said i mentioned earlier he started working at the same place that i worked at and then broke up with me and mm -hmm. then it was super awkward because we were both there mm -hmm. um Later, though, in one of my classes, he was working and I was taking the class. Um, I filmed a scene that was kind of basically about it. And I got to, like, talk about, like, in the, in the scene, it was me basically calling, calling him out. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because the uh, acting coach was like, all right, we need someone to be a reader for this. And everyone was like, oh, I don't know, because I kind of altered the scene because I, I wanted it to hit harder for me and, like, challenge mm. me emotionally. Mm -hmm. and so everyone's like oh i don't really know this and he's like i'll do it and she's like i don't think that's a good idea because like i added direct experience into the the language of the scene but he was being like cocky and smug about it so i literally got to in the name of acting tell him everything that i wanted to say which was kind of therapeutic after that i just felt like yeah okay did he know, did and he i went know out that this was about him Verbatim? Oh, he knew. He was pissed. Oh. Apparently afterwards, he was super angry and our acting coach was like, I think you both needed that. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, true. So like Actually, that was like 100%. It was it was a good Yeah. I got I got to just kind of tell him how I felt about it and you know, how shitty I felt and how shitty he made me feel and mm -hmm. It was empowering it sounds yeah like. it was very Healing. empowering so that was kind of like best case scenario <laughs> that's the kind of closure um, most people don't get like that's yeah. that's like fuck you you know you did this this and this i'm gonna say to your face and in front of people and this pain and and, and hurt that i've been having to uh you know bear and carry alone which is unfair because this is relationship supposed to be a two-person thing well now here it is damn that's that's beautiful that's beautiful that's <laughs> that's insane <laughs> that that wouldn't that that's how that's how everything turned yeah, out to it's be it's fantastic because i have just like videoed proof yeah of just of you can't see him in the scene but you can hear him mm -hmm. and you hear him getting actually angry like that's not acting it's <laughs> genuine anger <laughs> um but the thing is he couldn't say anything he couldn't make yeah. me stop talking no because it wasn't his line mm -hmm. so wow wow <laughs> 
uh, I, I, uh, it, just to make things clear for myself, at least my point of view, uh, when you found that whole text thing and the whole kind of gaslighting manipulation thing, would you say that was the downfall of your relationship? What was the moment that you realized this is not working out? I am going, this is downhill and I need a way out. I mean, part of it was the whole being told to shut up thing. That was definitely a big moment. But then mm. the other thing was, so I was a senior at the time in college mm. or high school. Um, and we had like our spring musical and that's when I was Morticia and I was super excited about it. I was a lead role and I was super excited about the role. And I remember the last, he kept not showing up and having excuses for it, but he was like, I'll be there the last night. I'll be there the last night. And my mom had reserved a seat for him and for her. And I remember walking out on stage and he wasn't there. And he knows as, as, as a senior in high school, as a theater person, how important it is to be there. As a performer, when you have someone to show up, like that's what matters. I just remember walking out and he wasn't there. And at intermission, I was backstage crying with one of my friends because I was like, he's not here. Like, he didn't yeah. show up. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, that was I, a big I, moment. 100%. I, 100%. And, and I hope the people also understand. That's so – a lot of the, the students that I teach are, are high schoolers. And, and one of them, she also had a performance. Uh, not a lot of people showed up. My brother and I showed up. What that meant to the individual. It was her senior play as well. I, uh, Freak. Uh, Newsies was what she performed and loved okay, it. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's that moment of, of, of intentional caring. You are going out of your way, whatever it may be, especially if you make promises. I think that's a big one. Don't make promises you can't yeah. keep. Don't say you're going to show up. Don't say you're going to go if, you're, if you don't intend to. No. Oh, or worse. even if it's a maybe. That's <laughs> tough. Yeah. yeah. That's, just make a call. But uh, that's a huge fucking deal. Like that's, that's senior night. That's, that's your last hurrah. Um, who knows what, what happens afterwards in life, especially at that moment, you're just, it, it's pretty much the jumping off point. And to miss that while making a promise that, that you'd be there, man, that's, that's brutal. That's, that's brutal. And to have to have those emotions during intermission, <laughs> even worse, cause you still, the show must go on kind of deal. Yeah. Um, so, so that ended, uh, when did it end and who ended it or how did it end? I'm sorry. It ended towards the end of my senior year, I think. Um, or mid mid to end of my senior year, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, no, because it was before prom. Because I remember I one of my best guy friends took me to prom, and it was a really good time. But it was nice. he ended it. I didn't want to let go because it was mm -hmm. also the first person that I ever loved and the first person that I was ever vulnerable with. You mm -hmm. know, in any capacity. You know, it took. I have always had trust issues in life, and part of our relationship was getting past those trust issues so I could trust him and be open with him. And it was just so hard for me to let go, even though I knew that it was bad. I knew that it wasn't right for me. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to not, you know, like I didn't want to go back to being by myself because the idea of being alone again was terrifying to me. But that was also because I found validation through him. I didn't have any sense of how to validate and love myself, which is why in college, when I had that whole experience about loving and validating myself, it was so important because it wasn't about this is my value through him. It's just, this is my value. And then there's a person here, which is, I didn't date all through college basically because it one, it's not that I'm picky. It's just, if I don't feel like the relationship is meaningful and we genuinely connect, I don't want to date just to date. And two, I just wasn't in a place with myself that I knew I could be a good partner in a relationship because 
I also take responsibility for the fact that in the relationship, I was super needy and that I needed validation. Like I depended on him for my sense of self, you know, and that was good and bad, you know, like mostly bad because, you know, if he said something that made me feel bad, like that, my, my sense of self dropped super low. But then also I had to constantly be like, well, like, am I pretty? Like, do you like me? Like I just needed that. And that's exhausting for anyone. So that's not to say that I was a perfect significant other. Like, because I was so anxiously self-conscious, I know that I was an absolute energy drain as well. Not to say that it excuses some of the stuff that he did, but it was a, it was a two-way, you know, I, sure. I fucked up too. Yeah, of course. And uh, so when, I, when it finally was over, it was a gut punch and I felt like my whole world. But it was honestly the best thing to happen for me. It was kind of like a mercy kill that he did, I guess, if, if you think about it that way, to, mm-hmm. to let me go like that because I needed to figure my own shit out, you know, like... Yeah. I wasn't going to break up with him, but it wasn't a good relationship. So it was hard, but I'm glad that it happened because it allowed me to move past it and grow, um, which is a process and hard, but you know, you get there over time. Of course. So that's relationship number one. Okay. And let's go on to number two. How far along did that occur? and, And how did you meet that person? So that happened towards the beginning of quarantine. Um, <laughs> um, so I met this person through streaming, actually. Um, it's always been a thing. I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna date a person that I just know from chat because it's weird. Like they know me better than I know them. But this person yeah. also streams. Okay. And. We met through a, a channel that had kind of gathered people to stream on the channel. Um, and so it was kind of, it was called Mishmash. It was like basically brought a bunch of streamers together and we'd all stream on, the, on that channel like once a week. And oh, it was cool. just a, a variety group. So they did a podcast that was like, meet the streamers. So it was a couple different people. Uh-oh. And this person was yeah. in the podcast as well. Uh-huh. And that's the first time that I ever met them. And my defining moment of, of a great first impression well, okay, the first first impression that I made on this person was a clip of me smashing my face into a cake, so we're starting off strong. <laughs> um, and then the second impression was when they asked us all to introduce ourselves, I said, I'm an ethnically, or I'm an ethnically ambiguous self-proclaimed human dumpster fire, or something to that effect. Like, and that's just how I introduced myself, and apparently that was, he thought it was hilarious. I don't understand. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the podcast... Everybody's like, all right, bye. And everybody signed off super fast, except for him and me, because I didn't know everyone was leaving super fast. And I, I just kind of made some sounds because I was like, oh, uh, uh, bye. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do because I just felt instantly awkward because it was like a one-on-one call all of a sudden. I didn't know this person at all. It was so... I, and I thought about that for like the rest of the day. I was like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Why? Like, you know... It was classic me not knowing how to talk to people all over again. Um, it was bad. So I like that a lot. Uh, I, I love the story of how you guys met. That, that sounds, that's ridiculous. Of, of, all right, suddenly I'm in this call. I need to figure it out. Uh, get my shit together. Oh, I'm going to act like the person's not watching. All right. I'm going to also act like I don't know who this is. But I, uh, what was it about this individual that won you over? 
I don't even know. Like, <laughs> he's goofy, and I love goofy for one. Like, I'm a big anyone I can be a goofball with is that's a big thing. But he's also very compassionate, like just a very caring person. Like when I started to tune into his stream more, it was just he just cared a lot about all the people in his, you know, on his like the people who chatted, you know, he cared a lot about them. He cared about people, you know, taking care of themselves. He he just he had a really big heart. And I don't know, that was something that was really really important to me. And so like I had like I kind of had a crush from like the beginning, but I was like Anytime in my college experience I had a crush and never worked out. So I was like, we'll just like I'm we'll be friends. Like I'm I'm cool with with just being friends with him. And so it was kinda like we'd hang out in each other's streams and like that's kind of how it started. And then I got a little schemey. Um so my mom came into my 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 chat one day and she was gifting subs. And I was like, Mom, you should gift a sub to this person because he's a part of the mishmash thing that I just started doing. So she gifted a sub to him. But like the mentality behind that was like, we have sub movie nights. And I was like, maybe he'll come and hang out for a sub movie night. He did. Whoa, <laughs> long-term schemer here, Jesus. Um, and he did. And after the movie that one night, a bunch of us kept hanging out and talking. And that's when I first started talking to him, you know, like we started actually like having conversations and like, I don't know, talking about this stuff <laughs> yeah it worked so. tell me why this is the first time i've seen you smile all interview uh, tell me why this is the most i've seen you laugh this is, yeah that's right i that's right caught red-handed oh, what you're talking about this is, <laughs> this is holy cow holy we finally got some emotions this is i'm i a a when it always comes to this segment and I know the person's dating someone, I, I end up working for, for the SO that's watching. It's, it happens every time. It's a little bit of the people pleaser. But I got to say, I, I'm taking notes, all right? Crazy, guys. Uh, we're doing movie nights every Fridays now. Uh, that's insane. Subs only. <laughs> that's such a good move. Holy cow. <laughs> so when, when he came through and started consistently hanging out, and you, I, I assume by that you, you kind of knew you, there was a little bit of interest? So, yeah, and one of the other things was I, so I was at home alone because I was, I graduated, but I was still in the house that I was living in. And both my, room, yeah. one of my roommates was from India. So she went home and then my other roommate was in Arizona. And I was so, I get so anxious by all the sounds in the house. And so he's mm -hmm. like, hey, if you wanted to like hop on a call, if you're anxious and like, if that helps. So I was like, yeah, like, sure. And so we would, we would talk or he'd be in his channel watching like a show that I talked about really liking. And I was like, oh, like, do you want company? Like. I'll watch it. And we just kind of started oh spending wow. more time together. That's a winner. Just talking. And like, for me, the best thing is like, we had silly conversations and we had really deep conversations and we were yeah. able to talk about kind of everything. So it's like, I had the opportunity to get to know him as a person, yeah. which was the most important to me. Like I kind of knew that I could talk to him and like, we were kind of dating before we were dating because we were talking all the time. We were on Discord calls all the time, mm -hmm. you know, just talking about anything, you know. And actually, when I drove up from the place that I used to be to the apartment, when I went to tour my apartment, I was like, I said, oh, like, does anyone want to hang out in a VC while I drive? Because traffic's normally just terrible in LA. And he jumped in and, like, we just talked the entire drive up. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, 
I found out that he was doing this thing because we would stream at the same time. He'd be streaming, but he'd have his earphone in and on his phone, he'd have my stream. Oh so he was simultaneously streaming and oh listening to my, my stream at the gosh. same time, which I don't know how anyone can multitask that way. Yeah. Um, but it was really funny because I would say things in my stream and throw him off on his stream, which happened once. He was streaming on the Mishmash channel that we both streamed on. And I said something about him and he turns and goes, Hey, but no one else on the stream <laughs> could hear what he was listening to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He said something like that, and it was so funny because actually Nina, who's here in chat, was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> like, he's, it just looked like out of nowhere. He just, you know. Yeah. So uh, that was it. Was pretty funny. Um, but That's... we we were talking a lot, um, and like we kind of just like started to like we'd fall asleep on like a Discord call kind of thing. So, like, I'd talk to him, and we just, you know, I'd just kind of pass out at a certain point, and, like, at a certain point, one of us would wake up and be like, oh, hey, good morning, I guess. Oh. And uh, neither of us wanted to risk saying that we liked each other, though, because I was like, I'm, I'm a dumbass. I probably just really like him, and he's just being really nice. He's just being, like, a really nice person, because he is a really nice person, so I could see him just putting up with me for the sake of being a nice person. And uh, I would be like, this is the geekiest, nerdiest thing, but I would be like, you fill me with turmoil. The stupidest shit, right? But that was my way of being like, I like you, and I don't know what the hell to do about it, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it really elusively. Yeah, you use a fucking encyclopedia. You use the most uh, craziest word, turmoil? What is that? That to, sounds like a if, problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's an issue, Aya. That's yeah, not a compliment. Yeah. Um, so that's what I said. Um, and he would say, what does that mean? And I'd say that I couldn't say what it meant. Um, and then you one night I moved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just rinse it out. Rinse out the <laughs> turmoil. Um, I had just moved into my apartment and I had raided his stream mm. and he was doing Twitch things and he was pretty drunk. And <laughs> someone, someone said something in their chat cause they had been, attacking me with compliments because you know it's not my thing and i get all awkward and so someone said oh we're we're complimenting aya about like someone tell Aya or can or tell aya how cute she is or something and he said something to the effect of well that's half true she's really cute every night when she falls asleep and in the morning when she wakes up and he was drunk and we weren't like dating at that point and i was just kind of like Oh, okay. That's an interesting line. Um, interesting line. Fascinating. That's that's huh. Yeah. That's some food for thought. Um and uh so like the next night I knew I wanted to tell him that I liked him cuz I felt pretty pretty certain at that point. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know Cowboy said a lot of us. It wasn't subtle. We were not subtle. Um <laughs> but I knew I wanted to tell him, but I knew that I didn't like like, I knew I could not get myself to do it because I was so terrified. So, like, I thought it'd be a good idea. Let's drink on stream, right? No filter. And then after stream, I was basically just, like, I was pretty, I was, I was pretty drunk. And I was like, look, I like you. I don't know if you like me, but I just wanted to tell you. And then we started dating. Oh, there we but go. But we didn't say anything for a while because I didn't really know 
what to do about it. And I'd never met him in person. He lives in Jersey and I'm in California. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my mom schemed a little bit with him and he surprised me by showing up. And my reaction was when I saw him, like I literally, like my arms went to my side and I spun and hit, like I spun in circles and hid behind a wall. I was like, what the fuck? Like what? You're in New Jersey but you're here. Like, it was just like a, it was the weirdest kind of reaction, but then That's I was really so excited and I didn't even know what to do. Yeah. But I was terrified because I was like, I've never met you in person. This could be terrible. Your mom is so great. awesome. My that mom is, is so very cool. steamy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's crazy. I love it's that. It's also because my mom and my sister, they were like, I've never seen her this happy. Like, I just, they, I seemed different. Like, I'm, I'm a very pessimistic person, typically. Um, I lean into the angst, um, and I don't like to be cutesy or smiley. That's just, I don't. And they're like, I've seen you smiling a lot more, and just the way oh. that you act. Mm. And, yeah, it's it's a weird thing that happens. I, I try to deny means. it as much as I can. I but. know. It's, it's undeniable. That's a thing. Especially when you know you really do like someone. You know, you're not going to... It, it it overflows. The emotion overflows. And I, I yeah. don't think it's healthy at all to repress that, man. Go do your thing. That's awesome, though. The one question about that relationship, and then we'll move on to the next segment there. If you can give me a state of the union of what it is right now, is it going all what? You, you guys are all good? You guys are... Well, what is, what is the, the... I guess this is a tough one to ask in terms of, like, you... How do I even form this question? Fuck. Clearly still dating. That's already established. How long has it been already? Officially? We're coming up on... Actually, I was talking to Maddie about this, but I think six months in December. Oh, nice. Which is kind of crazy, because it feels like... I keep saying, we don't even know each other that well, because for when we first started dating, it was only like a month or two, so... Um, but I guess it's been, it's been, a, it's been a little bit... <laughs> Let me let me ask that. This is the one last question. That's right. That's right. Now I recaptured my moment. What is the best attribute, your favorite attribute of, of your significant other here? Like personality or like anything, anything. The thing that when when I bring up, you know, whatever that person's name is and I ask you, how is so and so the first you can't help but think, oh, my goodness, this and I got to brag. I got to brag about this because this is the best thing. You know, it's crazy that, that, that this is the best thing that they do. It's hard to pick one, um, for one. Good answer, good answer. <laughs> like, the first thing that comes to mind, like, when I think about him is his smile. He has a really cute smile. And then I think also he's just one of the most caring, compassionate people that I've ever met. Mm. And I think one of the best I don't know why, but I'm going to cry, but I think it's because I miss him. Um, oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just okay. an emotional person. Um, <laughs> I think one of the best feelings in the world is just to be held by him. Because yeah. it just feels safe and it feels like everything's good, even mm. if it's chaotic. I like that. I like that a lot. And that's really good. I will also agree that I think my favorite thing about him is his Waluigi 
that, <laughs> I, that is by far my favorite attribute of of them. Of them. Um, but Aya, all right, Aya, you 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 you've absolutely killed this. All right, I I loved I loved hearing. Uh, I know I didn't get the full scope of your story, and and to think that one show would ever do that is is impossible. But the fact that I got this. 15 minute window, you know, a, a brief look into this world that you lived um, from your family to you growing up, your friends, your, you know, schooling, all this bullshit and drama and in high school, talked about your work and your romantic relationships and the state of where it is right now. Um, I think we got a, a decent, at least, outlook on, on who you are, not just as a streamer, but as a person. Um, and so going on to the third segment here. Uh, you know, we, I have a handful of questions for you or statements, and this is the part of the show you are going to just have to sit here and take it. And I'm sorry if they're, if they're nice, they're nice. If they're mean, they're mean. Uh, you know, we, we have just a couple here. We just have a couple here. Um, first one is. What? I, I just have update. Can you tell, can you just tell everyone to stop? Is that, do you know at all what that means? Not at all. All right. I will move on from that. All right. Perfect. <laughs> um, wow. They're going straight for just compliments here. Aya is the oh, best no. person ever. Also, please ask Cowboy if he's learned any new moves. What does that even refer to? Can you explain to me what that means in your community? So Tyrese Truth is a, is a member of our community. He's like our resident troll. And his current bit is tagging Cowboy in every channel on the Discord and saying, <laughs> have you learned any new moves? <laughs> what? Why? It's Tyrese. We don't, there's mm -hmm. really no rhyme or reason to most things that he, that he does. We just kind of are like, all right. And that's Tyrese. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. What, uh, Aya, what is your highest aspirations in streaming? If I could make partner, that would be pretty cool that being said i don't want it to be at the cost of my community so mm. that that's obviously always an aspiration but again my my connection to my community is the biggest priority for me so just to grow the community in a way that i'm still able to talk to everyone and be connected with it I see. I, that's what I was going to actually ask you as a follow-up. What is? What do you mean by at the the expense of your community? So it's yeah. it's mainly the communication aspect. And the yeah, because I know when certain streamers get bigger, it's so hard to talk to everyone and have a like have active communication with everyone because chat's moving so fast or or what have you. Um, yeah. So for me, it's just about being able to still maintain the relationships with my community and and knowing them. Say you were to get to that echelon, though, and, and, and I think one thing you, you, you say certain streamers, but I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking it's more of a numbers game. Like, imagine if people just come to your chat and then that chat is moving faster and it's harder to keep track and the number, uh, the, the, the names start getting a little bit blurred because, you know, there's, there's a ton of names. How do you keep that sense of community and camaraderie and in personal intention when things do get inflated to that point? Yeah, I don't think, I mean, personally, like, it might just me being, me, be me being pessimistic, but I don't think that I would get to that point. Interesting. But 
I, it's also one of those, like, I think that I'm an acquired taste or very particular, like, I feel like I don't have a high, it's taken me a long time to get a, a bunch of consistent, like mm -hmm. a, a solid, big, bigger, consistent community. And so I don't think I'm the kind of channel that a lot of people, I don't know, I, I don't think that I have the content or personality to have a, to draw a lot of people in like that personally. But I think if a chat's moving super fast, like you kind of just have to do your best to like, you know, address what you can, but also understand that you're going to miss some stuff. And I think that's what would be hard for me because at present, I try to read every single comment in, in chat so that I, you know, don't leave anyone out. Uh, I have best and worst moments of streaming so far. Best moments? Um, honestly, there was a moment on my stream anniversary, it was a 24-hour stream. It was the end of the stream anniversary. It started out as a bad moment. Basically, so I was in the I was in the bathroom recovering from eating a really spicy gummy bear, and Dom was uh, on the stream, and someone asked him, "They're like, what is it like to ride Aya's coattails?" And that pissed me off. What the? That pissed me. I that was rage like I've never known. And so I came out, and I like, I I I chewed him out for it. I was like without saying fuck you it was like fuck you like how dare you you know like that's such a shitty thing to say to someone but then it turned into a really cool moment where i also got to appreciate the community that i had i was able to use that as a moment to be like yeah it sucks and i hate dealing with people like this while streaming but it then allowed me to turn that into i have such appreciation for the amazing people that i get to talk to every day and like that's why i Put up with that that's why i deal with that and that's why it's fine that that happens because i get to interact with such amazing people and like i had a moment when that happened that it just kind of hit me how lucky i am to have the community that i have um and i think that's a high point for me of streaming overall is the community but i think that that moment is just when i felt it like i felt it it was like the end of like the one year celebration stream that i was doing and like just feeling so grateful for the community that I've been able to build in the past like year and, and looking back on it and feel proud of something. So that's definitely the high point. Yeah. And then low point. Low point streaming. I mean, It's not even it's not even trolls really because trolls we just kind of fuck with them back or ban them so that doesn't really bother me too much. Um I feel like my low point streaming I'd taken some time off like towards the beginning of quarantine and I came back and it felt like everyone left. And for me that was like a kind of a gut punch. I was like, if I, so if I stop, everyone leaves. And that's been pretty kind of instilled an unhealthy thing for me where like, I can't, I force myself to not take breaks, even if I need one. Cause I'm like, if I leave for a little bit, everyone leaves. But that being said, recently I've had to take some breaks for just a various amount of reasons. And 
I like my community community is pretty consistent and I'm very grateful because you know they continue to come back and they continue to support whether that be just being in chat or lurking um but yeah it was definitely a low point because I felt like if I if I try to take time off then they'll find the next great thing and they'll find something better so no, I, I feel that that's a commonality with many streamers in taking time off because you ride the momentum, you ride the wave of how good the last stream was or how good the next stream can be. And so it's, it's very, I, I find those attributes to be why it's so addicting. Um, and I, it's weird. It's not even addicting in a way of satisfaction. It's like addicting in a way of necessity to survive on here. Um, question from squad domes where did you get your custom neon sign from um i have a command in my chat which i can actually i'll just i can i don't know if i have a oh the link yeah um it's on an etsy shop called super light but if you i mean there's a ton of shops on on etsy that do like neon led signs but the one particular the one particular shop is called Super Lights. If you go into my chat and do exclamation point sign, it comes up with the link and you can click it and head right there. Um, where do you want your community to go in the future? Uh, what is the overall goal of how you want it to be? Again, it's if I could grow my community, I mean, ideally it's one of those like if I could support myself from stream, it's never the goal to be able to like that be my full-time job because I feel like when you put that much pressure on it, you take away some of the enjoyment of it. But if I, you know, if I could make more, that would be great, but that's not my end goal with streaming. My goal is to be able to have a community that I can engage with and talk to and hang out with, um, which is what I have right now. So it's like hard to say, oh, if I, theoretically I shouldn't want any anything else because i i'm very happy with what i have but if i could grow it more and have slightly like a slightly bigger community you know again partner is something i guess it's really more the title of, of being partner that i think would be cool or to be able to say it and that for me is more when i finally blend my real life and streaming life together i want to be able to be like see i've been doing this stuff like i've been doing this stuff that no one really knows about but like i'm doing pretty well at it like it's more of me being able to feel validated in that way. I've been doing this thing and it's actually been going well because I feel like a lot of times people, they just don't consider, at least school-wise, life-wise, outside of streaming. It's just, I'm not, I'm, I'm never like, people tend to not like, like me or dislike me. I'm just kind of there, but kind of forgettable, if that makes sense. Um, so it's just kind of like being able to be like, like, here's a thing that I did and it went pretty well. Um, but that's not, at the end of the day, like, it doesn't really matter. Because I have a really cool group of friends that I get to hang out with pretty much every day, so. Um, any tips on how to balance college streaming and or work and maintain a healthy mindset? It's hard. Um, so, for a while, I was doing tour guiding school and I had rehearsals every night for whatever show that I was doing with college. And I had to stick to a very strict schedule. It probably wasn't super healthy because 
so I didn't have class every day, um, but when I didn't have class, I would sign up to do tour shifts, um, to do tour guiding. And uh, basically what I did for a long while, is I would be on the days that worked well with my class schedule. So like one day I had a really long class, so I just didn't stream on like Tuesday. Um, but other days I would be like, okay, I've got this like two to three hour window. So I ran home from class, grabbed some food and I ate very slowly, <laughs> but I streamed during that window of time. And that was hard for me because I feel like a two to three hour period of time is just too short for a stream for me, like for what I usually do, what I like to do. I mean, I don't like feeling like I have to end because if things are happening, we're having a good conversation. I don't have to end it, but that was the only way that I could keep a consistent schedule was like, okay. I know I scheduled it as if it were, were a class or like a, a shift. So I'd be like, all right, I get home from this 2.15 class, 2.30 I'll start streaming, and then I've got my rehearsal at like four or five. So I've got to make sure I have time to like leave and go do that. Um, but I think really it's just about scheduling it into your, if you schedule it as a part of your schedule, then it's something you know to expect. You can keep consistent, you can keep your consistency up with it. But then also understanding that life gets in the way. And if you can't stream because you need to study or you need to do something, at the end of the day, you should prioritize that. You know, like streaming is important. And ideally, your community will understand that, like, I'm behind on this homework or I need to study. I've got this really hard test tomorrow. That should take priority. Exactly. Truth. Um, I got two more. One's a question. One's a statement. I will go with the question first, and I'll end with this paragraph of a statement. Um, the question first states, at what point in streaming do you think it is appropriate to invest in more quality equipment or other things to improve the streaming experience? That's a really good question. Um, it's kind of a, I guess, obviously personal preference, but... If you get like a consistent group, it's about investing what, I don't know. I, cause I want to caution against over, over investing obviously, because you don't want to make a yeah. giant financial leap and then not be able to like support it. A lot of times what I try to do is if I'm trying to invest in something for stream, I fundraise through stream. So like anything that I earn from, from subs and stuff, or I set a donation goal and anything from that, that goes directly back into stream. And that's what I've typically been doing is when I make money from streaming, I reinvest it. Cause I, my, the way that I look at it is, you know, obviously like I use it for, for other things as well, like basic living and getting Maui more trees. But I try to reinvest because it, these are people who enjoy the content and are investing in me as a streamer. I want to be able to take it, what, what they've given me, and give back to them in, in improving my stream. True. So yeah. try, the way that I would think about it is try not to spend your own money on it. Try to use what you've earned. And so when you've earned enough to invest in it, then I feel like that's like a good, I don't know, a good, a good way to invest. Because um, you don't want to just throw in hundreds of dollars that you're saving for something else mm -hmm. without, you know, without thought. Exactly. No, I, and, and to even underline that, like, I know everyone wants to buy the nicest equipment, but it's a stepping stone. Like, don't start off with the highest equipment. Start off with things that will help you. It's the content. What is your content? You know, what is your thing? And, and even if we won't, don't want to use words like content because it sounds too, you know, making this like a job, then the very basic question is, what are you doing on your stream? 
okay? And then as soon as you can figure out what you want from your streaming experience and what you're doing on your stream, then you can act accordingly on, okay, is this worth the investment? Um, you know, is this, is this something that I need or I want? Um, and it's that kind of mind space. But I, I, I fully uh, agree with, with I on that one uh, where it's, it's uh, reinvesting in your stream. You know, it, it, this is hard-earned money that, that, that people are in, that are giving you because they're like, I really love your content. I love what you're doing, and I want to I be a part of it. And so I think I don't just think I truly believe that there is a responsibility for every streamer to use that wisely. Um, it's one of the reasons why I think I saw one streamer literally show the like not just how much he earned, but where specifically to the dollar amount every, uh, you know, every, every everything was spent on. Um, so he showed how much he paid the editors, uh, how much he paid for equipment, what was the equipment. And that kind of transparency is insane. Um, but I That's think it. I was going to say, that's another thing that I think is also important as a streamer is budgeting. Like, I have a spreadsheet on a Google Doc that's, like, how much I've earned. So, like, I have, I log when I get donos. So, it's basically, it's, like, when the amount, the PayPal amount and the, the donor. Um, and I have one for, like, each year. And then each Twitch payout. Yep. And then expenditures. So, anything that I yep. take from my Twitch earnings, I log it. When I spent it, how much I spent, what I spent it on. So, then, at the end of the year, I can look at what's the net earning and what's what am i left with how much did i spend and what did i spend it on it it really helps you to just know what you're doing and where your money is going you. so it doesn't all disappear thank you Aya. thank you there are some dgens in the chat i'm not gonna name names one of them might have a sword next to the name i don't know but it's just some dgens that just don't believe in spreadsheets you're such a boomer moms you're such a boomer that that you we don't need to you know if I want to spend some subs on candies so be it I'm just saying you know thank you Aya for for affirming the Google spreadsheets I actually oh shoot I actually owe you one to the person that I just called out I sent it already to Parker but uh the last thing here Aya before we move on to the the final segment of the evening all right the last thing here reads and I'll try my best to read it in my my narration voice. <clears throat> it goes, wow, jeez, okay. Aya, you are one of the kindest and smartest people I've ever met. The energy and care you put into your craft definitely shows, and I'm so happy to see your community responding in a way that you deserve. I'm glad to call you a friend, and I'm excited to continue watching you grow as an artist. Thank you. Uh, thanks for staying you. that so <laughs> didn't squirm good this i tried really hard to remain composed <laughs> this is improvement aya you're killing this um <laughs> but but aya like let me but before we get into you know my, my my speech that i'll have of you at the very end um there's a couple things you've got to do for me all right you've absolutely and and let me start off first um you you you've killed it this evening. You know, a lot of people they come on here and they're they're nervous or they don't know what to expect in sense of like how the conversational flow will go, what will be brought up, not even between me but from them within. And um, I just want to really thank you for your time and and for your honesty and and you being so brave and rising to the occasion, and saying you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna wear me on my 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 shoulder on my chest and 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 tell my story. Um, 
And so I, I, I applaud you and I appreciate you from that. But the two things I'm going to ask of you, Aya, all right? The first thing is, do you have the stream up right now? I do, yes. All right. Can you go and check who's chatting? Uh, or, or I'm not chatting. I'm sorry. Go check who's watching uh, through the back end. You know that little the icon on the top? Yeah. Or, yeah. And of the names, can you choose someone that's not myself, a VIP, or a mod? Any of the other, anyone else? Anyone else? Does it need to be someone that I don't know? No, it could be anyone. You can have favorites. Uh, okay. As well as, they've got to be here, though. I got to, I got to, when I call their name out, they got to be here. Um, I'm going to say Boone. Is Boone here? Is Boone even paying attention? Is, uh, you know, we're talking Boone Daddy 69, correct? Yeah, if he's oh, not, then oh, there he suck. is, there he is! Wow, quick on it, dude. Boone, you already know what this is. You've seen enough episodes of this. You've earned VIP here, so I'm spamming right now five VIPs. I just need you to choose one name, and we'll just take them out. All right, oh, we're just no. Gonna, oh no, I hate this part because now I feel mean. You just take them out, Tupac. You got wow without hesitation, Boone, Daddy, sixty nine, and you taken out. Wow! Wow! Without, I, really, I guess it makes sense that someone's gonna lose it. Oh, but. you got that's how it. That's how the rules go. I, I'm spelling Tupac wrong, dude. I am just a hot mess. There we go. Okay, great. And the second thing is, all right. I'm always uh, right now. I am a little bit backed up on on guests and streamers, but I'm always looking to to watch new streamers. You know, figure out who you've gone through this experience with me. Aya, you've been here for over three and a half hours. And and it feels like a breeze, honestly. It, this time went by so quickly, and it was so much fun. And because you've already done this show, you, you, I'll, I'll hit you up on all the other stuff that we do here um, within this channel, within this this little community of streamers that have I've had the absolute blessing and opportunity to hang out with and just learn about their lives, even if it's just a, a, a morsel or a segment of it. But who is someone that you would like to, to watch on this show? Who is someone you would like to suggest that you know, you got to check this out. You got to check this person out, moms, and 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 have the same conversation. I feel like I'm biased if I. I mean, I'm gonna say I am Hadriel, but I'm a little bit biased. But I also think that one of the things that I think is important to me is I think not a lot of people on his stream get to see the true depth of who he is as a per I, I, I went back and forth with this for a really long time because like I could say him and then I'm biased I could say him and then or not say him and then feel shitty but fuck it you know I I obviously think he's a great person and that's that's for me the biggest the this biggest is. thing and I think that hearing about him on a deeper level is I don't know a lot of people haven't gotten that opportunity and I think that people should you are stacking the ballots right now. You are stuffing the ballots right now. Stop the count, I. All right, all right, perfect. I have it. I have it written down. I'll check it all out. Um, and and that just. But I, uh, dude, you've you've killed it so far. And I know I keep saying it to myself, but I I'm just so like it, it's been such a a blast and an honor to hear from you. Uh, we we you you're familiar with the show inside the streamer studio i mean inside the actor studio holy cow this is the first yeah. time i've used it thank you hold on thank hold the on Lord. i'm so sorry go just ahead. give me one minute my cat's on my counter oh my god now we adorable cat's on the counter the cat's baby on the counter. no i'm sorry no. she was licking the dishes no. on the counter and <laughs> <laughs> I uh, we've been I've been slowly watching uh, Maui go from the top of your couch from your neon sign 
all the way around <laughs> the couch over the course yeah. of tonight. I love yeah. it. That's such a cute name, too. Um, but you you know the show inside the actor studio. James mm-hmm. Lipton, 23 years. Yeah. Bring him on. Same 10 questions. All right. I got 10 questions for you. It's the exact same 10 questions that he's act, asked every uh, guest on his show. Um, and as an homage, I, I do the same here. You're the 36th. All right. So uh, the only two rules, Aya, and it's, it's very simple. Um, first one is I will not react to any of your answers. I'm going to stay completely silent. And I'm just going to let you talk until I hear a pause. I'll, I'll move on. Um, and the second rule is to make sure it's within one thought bubble. So it's not necessarily one word. It's not necessarily a whole paragraph of explanation, um, but just one thought. All right? All right. You're good to go? Uh-huh. All right. Question one. What is your favorite word? My favorite word. Word isn't like that. That's a question, real quick. It's word. Like okay, okay. Sorry, I was just wanted to make sure I heard it right. Um, I think my favorite word would be passion because it has so much to it and it can mean so many things. But mostly, that's what drives people and that's what continue. That's what makes people do the things that they do, no matter regardless of what it is, whether it's what you do as a career or the change that you make in the world or how you feel about people, it has so many important meanings and so many important resulting actions. What is your least favorite word? I want to say moist, but I'm going to go with failure instead because uh, it has a, the meaning is, <laughs> the meaning is deeper, I think. I think failure can, like, it's, it's an end. It's a stopping, in me, in my mind, it's a stopping point. It's that you can't do something and you have to stop trying, which shouldn't always be how you view the word. But for me, it's always been such a, I don't want to be a failure. I don't want to disappoint people. I don't, I want to be able to achieve the things I set out to achieve. Um, so that word to me can be such a gut punch sometimes. What turns you on? That's hard. Um, um, I don't know. I guess it's physical like proximity to a person that you care about and trust it's also a level of trust i mean for me that's one of the most important things is to be with someone that i can trust and that i know i can be myself with i can do stupid things and say stupid things and they're not gonna touch me for it and it's just about figuring it out so i think it's it's the trust and being with someone who I trust and I know cares about me. What turns you off? Arrogance. Arrogance in the sense that they can do no wrong. They're never, everyone's an idiot. Condesc- being condescending, like 
That shit is the worst to me. If you feel like you can't learn, I don't want to have a conversation. And if you think that you are the pinnacle of everything, I, I can't do it. I can't. I mean, confidence is one thing. Absolutely. What sound or noise do you love? I just really like, it's either, either nature sounds like cicadas had a lot of, a lot of that when I was younger, or like the sound of the ocean or just the breeze outside, but also, um, like the sound of ring is soothing to me. Uh, like the sound of like, if I, sometimes if I have a hard time falling, I'll just pet Maui and she, like her purring just makes me feel really calm. What sound or noise do you hate? There are a lot of them, but crinkling chip bags is one of the absolute worst. It's like nails on a chalkboard. Like if someone's crinkling chips and even worse, like open mouth chewing them, I just like want to scream. What is your favorite curse word? I want to default to fuck because I feel like it's also such a funny word to me. But one of my new favorites is a take on shit and it's shint. I just think it's really funny, so. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Maybe something in psychology or sociology. Like, I'm very interested in understanding people, and in that same vein, having tools and techniques to better understand myself because I think it's important to be self-aware and be able to reflect and know. So if there's an instance where, let's say, you get really mad and yell at someone, that you can take a step back and say, okay, why did that happen to me? Why, why, wh where did that response come from? So that you can learn from that and grow from it instead of just living your life, doing shit and not understanding any right. Um, and it also, understanding others helps you to not always take things personal when they're angry or mean. And it allows you to have better relationships by understanding other people in different types of What profession would you now like to do? politics or being a lawyer because I feel like I'd start to get upset and I'd just start crying I'd be in the courtroom and be like no but like innocent I um or just all the mudslinging I hate it it's so much negativity and and negative energy and I just the idea of that just I feel all like overwhelmed just thinking about it and lastly Aya if heaven exists what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? In my concept of heaven, it's not so much how God would address me, but it's about being able to see the people I miss. Like for me, it's not about what God would say to me about being there. It's just about being able to hug my grandma or my aunt or the people that I've lost and that I care about. That, that, would, be, that would be the best version of, of heaven for me.
There you go. And ladies and gentlemen, Isaya Yoshi. Aya, dude, thank you so much for everything. What thank a you fantastic- for having me. No. It was such a good time. It uh, honestly, like I, I, you, it's one of those things where I was like, you know, uh, I had watched you in the past, and I know we had never talked prior. I want people to understand that this is the first real conversation we've had ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so to have this kind of depth and and transparency and 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 weight but good weight like things that i i truly honestly believe not just whether it be the people that were watching today or or whatever especially myself there's so much that could be taken and applied and 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 it's just refreshing to to hear someone's story someone's perspective in life um that that you know that isn't similar to mine that we've lived two different lives and and then i i just i fell in love with it it's so great oh my goodness but most of all, I, I just want to be able to say this, all right? Uh, I've, I've had 36 interviews. I've met 36 different streamers, each of them very unique and, and, and beautiful in their own right. And with yourself, Aya, what my hot takes of, of speaking to you for about three and a half hours, what I've learned is that you're a very strong woman, okay? You've gone through a lot of shit in your life. And, and that kind of shit, that kind of storm has... Uh, while in the moment was debilitating and and paralyzing and brutal, it has made you so ironclad where you are right now. Um, and and just seeing your mental, seeing how you talk about Dom, seeing how you talk about where you're moving in life and and what you're doing uh, right now and in the future, I, I I see such a strong individual in front of me. And and maybe I might be reading the the picture wrong. Like you said, you're very good at 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 you know being able to convince whatever but genuinely from what i'm seeing uh, i i see someone talented i understand that you say that oh you know the whole big community the whole partner stuff might not i that's my aspiration but i don't know if that's that's me i i would i would just empower you to to go where where you can go take it take it as far as you can go because i i genuinely believe i could see the entertainment in you and taking that dramatic slash comedy style that you have as a streamer and 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 going places with it i i honestly uh genuinely i i'm so appreciative of your time and even more appreciative of your story and trusting your community to come down here (laughs) (laughs) but i i i want to give you the final words all right final words before you and i we got to disconnect from this voice call and believe me i i got a couple other shows and i would love to have you back uh for those are much less intense and they're literally just hanging out and if you'd like to have a drink with you, wine or not at all wine or whatever, even just bring food on there, bag of chips or <laughs> chips in a bowl so you don't have to listen to the bag. Um, I would absolutely love to have you, Aya. You, you, it, yeah, that would be awesome. This has been a pleasure. But final words are yours. Anything, what are you working on in your stream? Is there anything that, that you have event-wise? Um, anything you'd like to say? It's all yours before we, we, we separate. Yeah, so Thursday's stream is a Celebrate Cowboy stream. He is the hardest working mod in the entire world. He puts in so much work, asks nothing in return at all. Won't tell us when his birthday is, so I have yeah. grab it. Oh boy. Cowboy. Oh boy. What is this? My cowboy hat. <laughs> I'm ready for cowboy stream. <laughs> cowboy stream this Thursday. Everybody come in and tell him how much you love him and appreciate him. It's not an option. It's not an option. It's not an We're option, him love guys. And he hates it, <laughs> but he has to deal with it. Um, no shot, Bucko. He's so, gonna love it. <laughs> that is the the things that I have coming up. Um, but yeah, I'm just always interested in making making new content. I am kind of interested in doing a podcast of some sort, but I have no idea what I want. 
Um, and if you ever want to come by and hang out, I'd love to meet you. Like, like I say, my community, best thing about it is that I get to know all of you and I get to hang out with you and make friends with all of you. And that's the best thing for me. Like, cause I, I am aware that my stream is without everybody. Cause without, without everybody, it's just me looking at a camera waiting for someone to type. So, um, I, I am so appreciative and I just want to say thank you to everyone who's here right now, whether it be coming from my community or here from mom's community, because I, I am just so grateful and so thankful that you listened to me ramble for as long as I did. <laughs> um, no. but I'm just so thankful and grateful for all of you. And thank you to you moms. I appreciate you. You were such, you were, you were made to do this kind of hosting thing a hundred percent and like you nail it. Like if anyone were to be doing this segment, it was meant to be. So I want to thank you as well. Appreciate it. I appreciate that dearly. All right. You have a good night. I'll, I'll catch you again later in DMs. I'll DM you a nice little note. But have a good night, Aya. Thanks for being here. No worries. Bye. Goodness, guys. Goodness. Goodness. Why is she so cool? Goodness.